Gorge. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because <laughs> Rod and Karen are hot. <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday morning. Yes. Ready to get up bright and early and get at them. Uh, we're not alone. No. We have a guest. We do. Fresh off of episode 666 of his own podcast. Yes. The, mundane, the mundane Festival. Uh, it is our homie comedian, actor, uh, theater of, of stage and theater, uh, Chris Lambert. Uh, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate y'all having me. Oh, man, no problem, dude. Uh, you know, first thing I got to say, coming off of 666, I was listening to it this morning. Uh, I do rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we will be praying over you. Uh, uh, let me speak some tongues yeah. real quick. <laughs> you, so I'm not gonna you, got your die. you need some of that real quick. We got to get that up out, get that devil spirit up out of you. What all? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what's been, what's up, man? How you been? Oh, man, I've been doing good. Just uh, working uh, TPS reports by day. Uh, s- since now, the uh, illusion that actors don't make a lot of money. I don't know what people thought. I mean, if more people listen to my podcast, they know that they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> Everybody's not on the top 1%. Nope. And uh, working a day job and doing stand-up and um, auditioning for the uh, strike approved interim agreement mm-hmm. projects. Uh, dating, yeah, what what is uh, that, Chris? What is that the, process like? Like, how do you know which ones are approved and what's not? Like, right. is there like something you have to do in is the background, or do they just tell you on like like your agent finds out? Like, how do you know that? It's through the my management, the okay. manager. It's if it's approved and uh, it follows the guidelines and. Um, uh yeah so because there's one that i auditioned for like that a big time movie with a famous super famous person uh i had an audition for that like right before the strike and it was uh would have been huge for me Mm. and they they like my audition and they when they say they want to check your availability like check they say check your avails and um i got that from this big movie and so with, with the strike happening it's not you know, everything's kind of in limbo until right. hopefully things come back in the fall. So that would be really huge. Yeah, uh, that would be that would be big. That would mean like just bills would get paid early. Mm-hmm. Yes. And on time. I think the, the, the illest shit anybody ever said about just being an actor was Janelle James said it long before she blew up. She said, I like every time I see somebody, one of my friends on TV, I know that they spent that check six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like they like because you you like, oh I got a lick so I'm I'm uh I'm paying some bills and yep. might have a little something for myself but uh and it takes a while to- for what people see on TV to get to them so yeah like you film yeah. that shit like you got you audition got cast film that shit then waited for it to come out because normally they won't even like, fucking let you talk about the shit. And then mm-hmm. once it's out in the world, that could be six months. That could be a year. That could be a long ass time since you filmed that shit. 
And yeah, yeah. That, that money gone, bro. Like that, <laughs> like I, like, right. like anytime, like I, people were kind of like making fun of uh, Billy Porter, and I think he either took down his post or something. But he had a post about as a SAG actor that people know, that people see living fabulous, you know, showing up at these red carpet events, and and you just associate him with, oh, he must be doing great because I see him all the time. He was like, man, I gotta sell my fucking house, like. These checks stopped coming in. The bills didn't. Like, so I got a deal. Yeah. And people were, like, picking on him. And I'm like, y'all don't even understand what this fucking fight is about then. Right. Right, right. Yeah, it's a it's a fast. I was kind of shocked that seeing him do put that out there. Because mm-hmm. I would assume that he was established. Not that he was, like, a, a one percenter. But just mm-hmm. somebody that was getting that bread like that for somebody that's been famous for a long time and been doing stage and screen, I think more recently being involved in the screen for him, but like, yeah, it's surprising, but it's, it's, it's not, um, it's just, it's a part of the business. And I think like maybe less than 10 years ago, prior, prior to COVID, there was a, uh, rumblings in the comedy community about how people, some people don't have day jobs and they're able to, being in the performing arts is 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 a kind of a you're kind of in a privileged class in right. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. If your family has money, you're able to pursue without really worrying about trying to sustain yourself. Because if your parents are paying your rent, right? Then yeah, you could do shows for that where you get paid in beer tickets or mm-hmm. drink tickets, whatever. So it's just like it's like man, it it just it just depends, and that was that was a, a thing that people were complaining about. I was like, yeah, well, you can, that's what people do if they, if they can. It's I mean, also was- what, like, it's one of the reasons that the industry is so nepotistic um, mm-hmm. because a lot of times, the, like people look at nepotism strictly on like, especially once you throw in race and stuff. But a lot of the nepotism stuff is if your family was successful, your relative has connections, you aspire to do something in that same field and they can undergird you with like, you know, some resources so that you, you know, when you read about these people and you'd be like, well, how, where did this, uh, this depth girl come from that's in this movie or in the, the week, the, the move, the show with the weekend. And you're like, Oh, that's Johnny Depp's daughter. And it's like, damn. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow is this person. Uh, this dude, MGM, he, his fucking great. His grandfather is the fucking, mg and mgm you know or what like right like you yeah. see it all the time and a lot of times it's just because those people were able to be artists when they made nothing because they had family and connections that helped them and yeah there's some jealousy that comes in there but i'll tell you this much uh right now the niggas that had to decide gigs it, i mean it's kind of working out you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I don't mean that in like mm-hmm. any type of facetious way. I stand with everyone in the union, but right. the people that had those 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 day jobs right now are like, okay, so buckle down. It's day job time. I gotta do. We might this shit might go over a hundred days of a strike. Might not get paid for a while, but I still got the the, the TPS report checks coming in. And the people that was only making money off of just pure art, man, that, like they struggling right now because. You can't write shit. You can't act in shit. You can't fucking promote shit. Like, this shit is wild right now. Karen, you gonna say something? And also, um, 
when we were talking about Billy Porter, the thing about him, he has been very, very, very open about his career. And he has talked about in the past about how he being a black gay man, how a lot of times he would be overlooked for roles. He would audition and they would consistently tell him he's too gay, mm-hmm. you know, too flamboyant, too this, too that. And I remember when he got posed, you know, he talked about how that literally just changed his career, like literally just changed his career. And like Chris said, people have an illusion of, of what being known and famous are two different famous being known famous and making money are two different things. You could be known mm-hmm. and be quote unquote considered famous to be broke, <laughs> you yep. know? And a lot of people don't understand that. Ask people on YouTube who ain't making no money. Ask people on TikTok that ain't making no money. You know, people that people recognize in public and they be like, oh, you work here? Yeah, dog, because that shit don't pay bills. But it's amazing how the, the general public has a disconnect between them and us working bi-weekly getting a bi-weekly mm-hmm. paycheck, just just barely making it. Like, that that shit is the same. You know, when Outkast was rapping, he was like, we neck to neck. Like, that's real. Like, if I don't make no beats, you don't move your feet, I don't get paid. Yep. And people don't see it like you. Like, they make a big disconnect just because they, quote, unquote, they see you, they see your face. People make these assumptions, and the assumptions are not true because they really don't understand how the industry is ran. Now, Chris, do you know what the like so when when your management's like you can audition for this part because they agreed to the you know minimum the new requirements do you know what the new requirements are that they're agreeing to or no uh not that i haven't read up on the latest but uh like it'll be in the it's in the breakdowns when they when you get the the script your sides and whatnot um and the the whatever whatever the new strike agreement is because it changes mm. on the daily and i i really don't have no time to yeah it's rich. interesting too because <laughs> yeah. it's interesting too with that because um i'm also seeing like viola davis shut down a production because she exited it even though they had agreed to those new agreements because she was like i, I think looking at the bigger picture like well, if the studios can kind of float by basically agreeing to just certain movies but not others, it'll prolong the strike. So she just, like, completely flipped the fucking table over. But also I was thinking, you know, as a as a friend to Chris Lambert and so many other people, I was thinking, right. so what happens to a Chris Lambert when he's cast in a Viola Davis movie that she agreed to, and then, like, she just pulls out at the last minute, like, like I know on the outside it's like yeah good for you but on the inside I wonder if niggas like yo man what the fuck (laughs) well it's (laughs) I mean you you would be upset because you're like I'm in a project with Viola Davis (laughs) and for it to now come to end like it's like what like are you serious like you get to work with like an icon right and and you just you're just kind of blown but that that's that's life I mean I was lucky to be in that broadway play for it to come back after yeah. covid like after getting a, a career milestone with with that show uh regardless how big the part was it was like that that thing won five tonics right and it's like that's like the apex of of theater to be involved in something like that and it puts you in a, at a different level because after that there were different auditions i was going on i saw a show that i will not name where i had a big audition in front of one of my, if you listen to my podcast and you've heard me on the Black Guy Who Tips, a uh, 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 multi-hyphenate artist mm. 
her her TV show. I had an audition to be in scenes with her, and it was for a person that was my type mm. and my size, all that stuff. And it I saw the show, and it was a tiny ah oh. uh, uh, person of color doing the part. Ah, oh. and uh, I was I was sick, but at the same time, it's like that's the that's the type of people you're you're going against the best of the best yeah at one level i was just doing these small parts and then now the competition rises and you get you get you get into these higher echelons and when you see a part that you audition for and little rail gets it it's like right. well <laughs> you're gonna give that to little rail right right it's also it's interesting so- too because like hollywood's fat is not america the world's fat and also they don't really care like that's the one place where they don't like unless the role is like the you know the whale where it's like well we gotta get like it's impossible to not have a fat person do this role they'll change like i say this as a as a comic book fan so like in comic books there's certain characters that's always been fat and like the that's just the canon right but then when you watch every depiction of them on screen like say amanda waller None of these motherfuckers ever gonna be fat. No, like they not. never gonna get not even Hollywood fat. Like it's rare that you get animation to make on her C- big. on CW. They had a woman that was literally like uh, she like a runway model. I was like, what? Why? Yes. Yeah, like- so what I think though, what it makes me think about, like Chris alluded to, is all the people that auditioned and like mm. finally, I'm a fat black actress. I don't get these fucking parts. Everything's about you know the white man's version of being fuckable or some shit and here's this powerful great rich character of this black woman that's gonna da 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 and they're like oh we gave it to Thandie Newton I'm sorry uh, <laughs> you know what I mean that must suck it's not even and it's not even about me being a, a big guy or fat or whatever mm-hmm. it was just like and not even Little Rail that I'm talking I was actually talking to two different projects but oh. the Little Rail movie that, that movie was uh, the, the joint that he did with um Adam Devine and and Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. like I auditioned for that like a couple like two or three years ago, oh. and they gave it to Little Rel, and I was like, why didn't you just give it to Little Rel? Why would I? Why did yeah. I even waste my time auditioning for this? Right. And then you look at Little Rel in the part, it's like, okay, this guy is famous, right? Uh, why is he? Why is he doing it? Right. I mean, that would, that would be <laughs> yeah. like a good, a good look, a more of a look for me. But this other project was like we want a big, tall guy. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. And then you, you, yeah, you look at the show and it's like, oh shit, they just this guy. And my manager's like, that they went with a famous guy, Chris. Yeah, like you, you know, you got like I'm not like, like I wasn't talking about the little rail one. Mm-hmm. I was talking more about the idea of a part that when you audition for it, it is like it's written for you, and then you see who gets it, and you're like the fuck yeah. like y'all y'all didn't mean that shit <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you never know and there's some things you have no control over right. even the stuff that i've gotten you don't really have only thing you have control over is the performance mm-hmm. and and i remember going in for uh to audition for a tour of this of a of a black show and they ended up giving it to somebody that had understudied mm. the play when it was on broadway so it was like I didn't have, and they were like, "Oh, it came really close. Right. It came really close, but we felt like we had to give it to this guy who, mm. who was already working on the play before." And I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah, like that right. That makes sense. They, You know, right. And it's one of those things where I know it could be frustrating and stuff, but also I realize when it comes to actors and performing and things, you never know what somebody is willing to uh, try out for. Like Chris said, even things that you would think is underneath them, they for some of them, they're like, I just want a job. Like you like, I just want a job. For some of them, mm-hmm. they have the same thing. Cause we were t- uh, yeah, they could be like Billy Porter. Like yeah. we looking at Lil Rel like, nigga, you made it. And he's somewhere like, man, the rent coming in on the 5th and I need mm-hmm. to do X amount of projects before the 5th. Yeah, and also it's one of those days too where not only do they got bills to pay for a lot of them, they don't ever know when their quote-unquote career is going to end because Hollywood is kind of weird with their phase people out, particularly women, because I know a lot of people gave Scarlett Johansson a hard time. But for, to an extent, I understood because I was like, hey, she was like, I don't know. I, I, I'm fuckable Scarlett Joe right now, but the second they realize I'm a fucking mom or whatever, I, I won't have no job no more. Yeah, so she, she was, was taking all of the positions. She was operating. She was right. She was operating with a scarcity mindset and people, you know, get mad about it and my thing is like but she's right it is a scarcity mindset uh females being attractive in hollywood is looked at like a fucking commodity like yes and these with these fucking powerful 70 year old white men that date 20 year old white women right it's their their shit is so skewed that they're like who would want to fuck a 40 year old scarlett johansson Ew. i'm gonna let's cast the next young woman and it's like i can see why in her mind she had a timetable of like i need to ascend to a certain level right before i get to a certain age or else i have to stop i'm gonna stop working because they're not gonna call me mm-hmm. and uh one of the things people forgot about that role was she was i think playing a, a trans character she ended up not playing it but if i'm not mistaken she was a producer on that and so I think people for they didn't understand the game that was afoot, which is I'm produce. I need to get into production. I need to get into directing. I need to scenes. make a transition out of just being a hot actress because these motherfuckers not finna let me do that for my whole career. Right. It's a reason you see even some of the best actresses they have these lulls in their career where it's like fuckable, 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 fuckable. Turn thirty. They don't work, and then they pop back up at like fifty as a love interest to a seventy-year-old, and it's like, what? What happened to Dame Judi Dench? And it's like, yeah. well, we didn't start casting her again until it was like, ooh, isn't she fuckable for a fifty-year-old? I'd right. fuck her at fifty. Like it's very, it's such a superficial industry in that way. Um, so Chris, yeah. what about stand-up though? Because I know without you know, I'm sure without as much acting work out there it's like you know can you do can you get back you know into the stand-up thing i know you never really stopped but are you going out more now or and touring all that stuff well i'm doing i'm right now i'm talking to you all in from a hotel at the borgata in atlantic city let's go and and i'm doing i get to do this gig maybe a couple times a year and i think it's the first time back where you're here for about a week so i'm doing like five shows and then um, I'm going to be in Kenosha, Wisconsin uh, this weekend. That it was at the 18th and the 19th. And so if you got your any of your fans are in Wisconsin, come on out. Mm. Uh, one of my friends sent me a black guy <laughs> getting manhandled by the police at an Applebee's okay. in Kenosha. We love so to I know see So I know there's an I know you need a good time. And so, you, uh, you know, and that means there's black people out there. You know? Right, because my friend sent it to I was like, oh, shit, because when I think about Kenosha, I think about that 70s show 
And I was like, oh, there's black. All right, there's black people. That's that's I was funny. Thinking, you know, there's something so funny about someone sending you a video of the police fucking with a black person and being like, okay, I didn't know niggas yeah. was out there. Okay. People <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, apparently. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, um, okay. because uh, it was one of my homies, comedian homies. Right. And I was like, oh shit. Because I was thinking like, oh, let's see, what can you do in, in Kenosha? Like, uh, right. minor league team is done. Uh, so I was like, um, there's lighthouses. I'd like to do that. Then I saw that video where I could just, you'd think you could just walk to a lighthouse. I was like, oh, shit. You know, but I, I, like, yeah. I like that kind of stuff because I'm like, cool, that means y'all got enough black people to harass. So... You know, because, like, sometimes if your city don't have, if the police not fucking with no black people, I'm like, oh, y'all don't have no black people at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, maybe some people will show up. And plus, I mean, for you, yeah. this is huge because, from my understanding, the Green Bay Packers have a black quarterback now, right? Do they? Is they that, have a black kid? I dude, didn't know that. In, in the dude under Aaron Rodgers, wasn't he black? Or am I tripping? I don't know. That's not Trey. Is that Trey Lance? No, let me look. I don't up. know, but I think up. you're right. I, think uh, you're right. I thought you normally would have run up on this, so I got to do the research. Well, I got to get this. I got rid of cable, so I got to get this uh, NFL Sunday ticket because there's more black quarterbacks now. Oh, okay. and they did see that black guy six times in uh, Jordan Love. Okay, yeah, that's what I okay. thought his name was. Yeah, I thought he was black, right? And they, yeah, he they, is yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. Black. so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big deal for you, man. You know, like maybe you get to see a preseason or something. I don't know. We'll get to see. We get to see my red zone since they fucking decided to put it back on the cable box. Yeah. Jordan Love, Black. Yeah. That you maybe you do some material about that. You know, the blacks out there are going to, they probably been looking forward to it. I hope so. It'll be fun. It'll be fun for me to get to do the road like that and do a long, a long set because I've been working on stuff and, uh, it's fun. And I've just been going into the city doing shows and uh, working on getting into more clubs and stuff like that. So it's it's um, I've, I've, I've been writing. So That's it'll be good to just get get some stuff out there. And uh, yeah, I had to deal with an unruly audience member last night at the, oh, for no. the first time at the casino. Let, was, let me ask you I, about I was like that. Towards the end. I mean, you at the casino. Yeah. I don't get that. Let me ask you about that. Well, it's Atlantic City, Karen. It's not oh, the same. My bad. Um, let me ask you this though: If do you think the trend of all the crowd work videos on TikTok and Facebook and stuff mm. is it affecting the audience? Like, have you seen a change in the audience? Because I feel like those videos imply that the audience is part of the act now. And I wonder, I, I, I mean, this is, I haven't really seen, I'm just asking you because you have mm-hmm. been in the clubs. Have you, has it affected how audience members behave or act like they think, oh, it's part of the, I'm part of the bit now. Here we go. I haven't really run into it, but I can definitely see where that is happening. There's other comics that have talked about that. Mm. Uh, and you see people that are doing things, trying to feed the algorithm. And I'm and really like the way I do it, guys, is I I'm at home. I write. I think of things that I think are going to be funny and I try to present that to the crowd. I don't really want to have too much dialogue (laughs) with them. Right. Uh, I'm trying to make them laugh. Right. So I'm I don't do that. But uh, and then like I tried posting stuff on Instagram and and YouTube and stuff. But I'm thinking like, I don't know if I want to just 
let go of I'll, i put some a bunch of old stuff up there but then it's like i'm not at the point where it's like i'm just gonna i'm gonna fall back and just make sure i'm right and stuff right and try to try to do it because it just doesn't seem to work for me i haven't had any viral moments but it's just like oh these bits from this dude are funny yeah so like that's kind of what i'm i'm working I wonder on what and- the audience thinks when they see the comedian get on stage and they set up their phone to record not just them but then turn the phone to record towards the audience because that's how those clips seem to always work where like for some reason they also have an angle directly towards the audience members and i'm like man i like i i would feel weird if a comedian got on stage and turned his camera towards me i'd be like oh fuck no don't don't talk to me yeah <laughs> it's it's weird because i I've, i'm an, i'm a fan of the performing arts yeah. and i don't want to i could pay to go see the guy or the girl singing right or doing their act i i i just want to see them right. you know but yeah. it's a it's a weird thing there's there's certain there's a certain amount of people that are really skilled at it like stavros halkius is yeah. really great at yeah, it you have to be and i think he's got yeah and he for him he tours a lot and he's famous but i think when you go see him he has an act right you know what i mean and then i think he just he will i don't know he probably will turn you know talk to the crowd and stuff but and like at that point I think that's, at that point people expect it from him right. like it's not like mm-hmm. something he's doing for tiktok like w- w- once you yeah, become the, a fan of him it's like oh he does this crowd work the crowd stuff. is almost trained so i'm ready yeah. for him to do the crowd work when it's time like correct you know when we went and saw uh you with chris hardwick mm-hmm. chris hardwick does a lot of crowd work shit like out into the yeah. fucking audience type crowd work so you could and you could tell the people that were like fans of his because they were like ready for it like they, they oh, I, i'm an electrical engineer yeah. you know like they they couldn't fucking wait to yes. like be part of the act um and so i think that's different than what this trend is with tiktok now where it's right. like act mm-hmm. people that i don't know i think the funniest thing i heard about this was this is a long time ago but keith Miley from keith and the girl said uh whenever a comedian starts doing crowd work you should be like uh it's not my fault you didn't write anything <laughs> right <laughs> exactly that's I hilarious mean, that's the like thing you're trying man. to get material out of me you, you... <laughs> yeah it's it's the thing man you 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 come to you come to see somebody with their material and um it's a it's a weird thing where people think they can interact, but I haven't run into too much of that. Right. But then, like like last night, the, there was this guy. I was in the middle. I was close, getting ready to close out my set, and this guy was like, "You're garbage. You suck. You're garbage." And it was a black dude. What? And I was, yeah, it was a black dude. And because uh, I don't think my material is, uh, I can be dark and I could be like witty or biting and stuff, mm-hmm. but like. I think, and then after the shot, I found out that he was talking through the other guy's set. So at, at the Borgata, oh. every there's three comedians. Everybody does 20 minutes. And uh, so the, there was a first guy that went up, and then I went up second. And, and I was about to close out. And he's got he got really mad. And then I just listened to him talk. I said, well, sir, uh, you, you everybody else is enjoying the show. You you can leave. And he's like, I'm glad I didn't pay for this. Blah, 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 blah. And he was just going on and on, and and I, I mean, I still killed, right. but uh, it was just like really, it it was just that's that's wild. So everybody, that's wild because I, I wonder if that guy was trying to change the energy in the room. Because if you were doing well, 
like was he trying to be like no guys actually he sucks right and it's like right it's like no, shut the fuck up we're trying to watch the show buddy yeah the crowd cheered when he left because i was working i'm i was working on this bit about like um black unity mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and like about like how how it's hard to be black and I'm not going to give the joke away, but it was like right. how it's hard to be black. And it's not just to say it's so hard being black. Let me right. <laughs> feel sorry for me, white people. Right. You know, but it's just some of the things that you have to deal with. And it's it's the way that we're connected because of slavery. Right. And I was like trying to go into the bit. I would say, like, you know, there's black people. There's black people in this room that I've never met that I don't want to let them down. Right. And then that's when the dude was like, you're garbage. I hate you. You're the worst. You're the worst. I was like, and then after he had his tantrum, I said, well, I let him down. (laughs) Um, That's hilarious. And it was was a crowd of like seven, eight hundred people. And it it ripped. So, you know, I finished the bit. But like after the show, like people were coming up to me. Oh, my God, you were so great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it was it was fine. But it was just like. I was like, man, you know, like <laughs> you try to do a bit about black yeah. unity. You know, it's, it's, it's the worst. It's interesting because, like, you should plant that guy in every show now. Because I feel like this <laughs> this happened to me once yeah. when I was working at IHOP. Uh, there was this fucking jerk who came in, and he was like a huge jerk. Like he was a, a one of those like. Yeah, I'll have the T-bone and eggs, and the little lady have the uh, salad. Which no is one of dressing. the most expensive things on the menu at IHOP. Yeah, but it's like she'll, she'll like he was ordering for her. Like she'll have the salad dressing on the side, uh, you know, da da da. And I'm just sitting there looking like, ma'am, is, are you being sex trafficked? Do you need help? Right? And Can you make a choice? Like you know, give me a uh, give me a wink if you need me to call. You know, the police. But mm-hmm. uh, after all that shit. He fucking gets his food and then he claims it was cold. He's like, it set up. He ate the whole fucking thing, by the way, except like one bite. And he's like, yeah, this is terrible. I, and he's like really being loud about it. And clearly he just wanted to get his fucking food free. Right. Like it, it was just such a naked, like you're a piece of shit person. But his fussing and being loud about it. And I had to go get a manager and everyone I was new and everyone in my section saw it, and I, I got, like, in the weeds dealing with this nigga because he right. was like, you know, I need this, and I need that. And bring this. You know, he was one of these people. And the manager sold me the fuck out. You know, he's like, when I was over there talking to the manager, like, yo, I think this dude's trying to just get a comp meal. He ordered a steak. He lied and said the food sat in the window. It didn't. I brought it right out. It was still hot, blah, blah, blah. And then then, then my manager's like, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, no problem. Man. I, I see, I'm sick of shit like this, blah, blah, blah. As soon as he goes over there, he's like, I'm sorry. He's new. He's terrible. Uh, it's his fault. Uh, it's free. Everything's free. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, and I think that dude still left me a tip, but because he, he, he knew it wasn't my fault. But he still left me a tip that wasn't a lot, but just... I just, it's just like fuck you nigga like you you definitely tried to make me look bad you shitted on me in front of everybody and on top of that I slipped and fell in the kitchen holding a bunch of glasses they broke and cut my arms up they had to like bandage me up give me a new shirt and everyone like saw it and heard it everyone in my section and so like I, I was fucked up that day I went in the uh, break room like tended to my wounds I cried a little bit like you, I think everyone who's been to service cried at some point. Yes, and then uh, I went 
back out there, like got myself together. Mm-hmm. And all the tables, of course, had left by that time, you know, that I had. And they all left huge tips. Like, to overcompensate because like, they seen he was like, an ass. What, like, one couple stayed to tell me, like, you not, you didn't do anything wrong. That guy was an asshole. When, even when you weren't here, we could hear him, like, basically saying he was going to basically get this meal for free and shit. Like, mm. um, you know, we know you're new, blah, blah, blah. And so it was really nice that everyone did that. My point being... After that, I said, fuck, I need that guy to come back like three, four times a week. You know what I mean? Because like I could be cleaning up, you know, right? Like right now, this is a, this is a one time story for me where I made that's the most money I've made t- off of tips. But if this nigga would like at least hop in two, three times a week, man, I, I could get paid. I'd be like one of these like white girl servers that get money because all the truck drivers want to fuck them and shit. I would. <laughs> I need that kind of I need that kind of change. So that's what you got to do. You got the black plant. guy who gets tipped, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta plant a a a, a, a coon person in every audience now. That when you bring up yeah. the bit, they're like, "You let me down. You, I'm I'm upset, and I'm a black person, and I don't like unity. Yeah. I'm leaving." Yeah. And then everybody else is like, "This comedian is brave. He's good." Yeah, it was so it was so weird because it was a bit that wasn't, but I think it was a. I don't know. Like you, you start like questioning. You're not questioning, but it's like, oh, was this bit? Because it's like bits that I've done for a while that I've been like honing, and it's like, oh, was that kind of like, mm, no, I think that's just him. Mm-hmm. But then when I found out he was talking, he was like wilding a little bit before the show, okay. like before I got up there. Then it was like a a problem, but it it happens. I mean, I've been doing this almost like fifteen years, wonder, so it's what like, what do you think is going you, on in those people's brains, like? Do they leave the house? Like, are they just mad at the world and they left the house to see a comedy show and just disrupted or what? I don't know. Like, sometimes at the casinos, like, some people get in for free and they're like, oh, comedy show. I'm losing money uh, betting, so I'll just go see a show. And it's like, oh, then maybe he was in a bad mood. Right. I don't know. Like, I was like, because yeah, I have a bit about, like, a little chunk about worrying about money. And like what that, how it leaves you on edge, or and I think I referenced something about yeah, maybe so maybe this is saving you time from betting on a fifth string quarterback in preseason <laughs> football. It's something I, I kind of referenced that, and I don't know if that got got to him, but I I don't know. It's you, you never know what people are going through, and you you just like I'm just up there doing my act. I'm doing what I love to do. And it's like I, I was listening on the way down here, like listening to uh, this little brother record off the minstrel show, um, Beautiful Morning, mm-hmm. where it, like Big Lewis said, I still struggle just like you. I still hustle just like you. But it just so happened that Big Pooh doing, doing what he loved to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's real shit. And that's always just because you see me up there. You know, I'm not famous. You know, look, this is how I feel mm-hmm. like. I know, like, I have worked a lot and worked hard to be a very talented, unknown comedian and unknown podcaster and unknown actor. So I'm pretty confident that I know what I'm doing. And do I, do I fall short sometimes? Yes. But for the most part, I'm, 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 I'm batting really well. I'm batting well enough to get into the all-star game. Right. So it's just like, it's like that that's his shit man 
am I affected by it? A little bit. But I was proud of myself that I was just like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't yell back at him. I grew up in a black household. I didn't have to yell. Right. I didn't have to yell back at this dude. I just said, okay. I was like, all right. Oh, well, maybe you should leave. All right. right. Then yeah. let me finish my set. Right. And and, and I, I, I got paid well. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to get paid regardless. And uh, going back to something that Roderick said, I think that because of the age of the internet and all the phones are pointed at us, I think that some people do want to be or they feel like because they pay, they are part of your show when you're at, even though they ain't write nothing, they ain't put in on anything. They feel like they have to be in. Like Roger said, with a lot of these clips of the, the interaction with the audience going viral, a lot of people feel like I want to be the other the other person that the comic is talking to so i could be a part of the viral moment. I, yeah like i said i just wondered i don't I, like i don't know that that's what this guy was doing but no. it just made me wonder right if audiences are showing up more ready to be part of the act now than yeah, they I were think because it's a small percentage but yeah because yeah, like enough. a person like this yeah. a person like this was doing that before tiktok you know like yes this kind of disruptive heckling that people do like it's it's to me it's just like you know better a great ad for better help or something it's just like you need <laughs> to get yeah. some therapy it's a thing man and I'm, I'm in therapy i've been in therapy for like a year and a half and it, it's helped me. And um, and it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, OK, man, like, yeah. you don't like the show. You can you can leave. You can you can do anything. But mm-hmm. you, you don't know, have you to don't, be you don't here. Have to be here. Yep. Nobody's handcuffed you, know? you to that table. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They- <laughs> Plus, everybody's everybody's ha- everybody else is having a good time. Or even if they weren't, they were quiet about it. So, oh, it's not that guy's not my cup of tea. I'll watch the next guy. It right. reminds me of that thing Chappelle yeah. said after he came back and uh, he bombed that time that night, and he goes, "I get paid mm-hmm. for the attempt." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes. like yeah. that's the truth, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's true. It's, yeah. yeah. I-, I was gonna say. Um. Also, uh, Chris, I thought I heard you allude to to dating. Are you are you dating uh, now? After you know, like, is 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 it like? Did you shut down for the pandemic? Were you dating during the pandemic? And are you dating now? I'm dating now. I wasn't dating during the pandemic. I'm just putting myself out there a little more. And um, I'm. I told you offline that I, I secretly date black women. Oh so, um, God! You're ruining. You're ruining. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, fuck. <laughs> now who's heckling? Now who's heckling my bits? You are fucking up the image. We've had a ten year bit going on this show, right? A ten year run that you only date white, white women. women. The white, the white starlets. How I, dare you? I had every. I thought I had things, things uh, queued <laughs> up to talk about here, and and I mean, we was gonna do white people news and everything. I still like white people news. It was, just, it was just that I was like, that was me being like Mel Kuyper. Because mm-hmm. at the time, they wouldn't let black women do a variety of roles. Mm-hmm. Like they let white girls do your 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 like teen soap. Then they let her do a horror movie. Then she does an indie. Then she does like an Oscar caliber. Well, I now have, they're I mean, I have, old, I have old clips from when we had you on the show and you talked about dating back then. I, hold on, let me play the clip. Playing field is magnificent, man. Snow bunnies everywhere now. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm on a ski trip and, cause I, I'm, I'm, I ain't never pulled so many before. You know, it's like I'm, I go to the, to these clubs down here in downtown and 
I was, it's like snow bunny heaven, you know, blonde hair, brunette hair. Hey, sometimes I go for the freaky one, the purple blue, you know, hair. I, I like the, the Caucasian girls. They, hey, they like to fill on me. I like to fill on them. Double D's. Hey, that's what it is. That's what it is. So that's an old club. (laughs) That's from from one of me and Roderick's favorite reality TV shows, Cheetahs. Oh my god! (laughs) I I don't don't know that guy. But I'm talking. Um, We've talked about it offline before, and like it was really a joke that right got like got out of control because like I just thought it was funny to like because I knew you would talk about the white starlets Mm -hmm. as like like you said like a male Kuiper talking about the incoming draft class of quarterbacks, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, we to this day, they're still, you know, he's like, Brie Larson called it early, you know, like, like. Well, I did. I did, did, man. I called it. 2013. And, but like, I thought it was just funny to then turn that into like, yeah, because Chris just loves these fucking white women, man. Here he goes again. (laughs) You know, like, when you gonna name some black women, you know? And so, uh, it but it, it took on a life of his own. It did, and I remember talking to Chris like just offline or, or something, and I was like, "Yeah, I kind of feel bad about that joke. I feel like pe- there's some people in the audience that think that's for real, right?" But, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they, they probably stopped listening to my podcast, right? This like, nigga, he, he go talking yeah. about the white starless again, yeah. Unfollowed me. <laughs> it's all good, man. I, but what's it, so what's it like? Black. Is it any difference dating post pandemic versus before the pandemic? Are people like? Is there a different vibe? It, I mean, on the apps, like I'm on the like the dating apps, and it's like women have to worry about somebody killing them. Mm-hmm. Men, and I get that, and men, we have to be worried about getting set up or right. just or being lied to, yeah. like you. Mm-hmm. You match like if you match on somebody's with somebody and they say they live like in a certain town, they might live in Barbados. Right. I matched with this one woman that was like, I was like, Oh, so do you live in Newark, New Jersey? Oh, that's not that far from me. And then they're like, uh, actually I live in Barbados. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, I matched <laughs> with her. Right. And it's, also, not- I watch way too much true crime for this. And mm-hmm. and I only watch the black ones, right? I watch the ones yeah. that come on TV one. Uh Fatal Attraction, For My Man, uh ATL Homicide, you yes, know. Yes, ATL ho. So I watch the black ones. And let me tell you, first mm-hmm. of all, you're right. Women getting killed a lot. It's mm-hmm. happening a lot. But they also cover the men that get killed. Yep. And the main reason men get killed on the dating apps is cause they're just trying to fuck. Like it's all yeah, like they don't like, use no common sense. I, like I, it's not fuck the common sense thing. I'm just saying, like if you just want to fuck somebody, like it's just like yo, I would like to have sex with you tonight. There, people will be like, oh yeah, come to this dark alley. It's like okay, no problem. Do do do. Man, I I matched with this one woman, and I, I don't. You never know who listening to this shit, mm-hmm. but like I matched with this one woman, and she lived in Queens, and I. And I was like, oh, do you want me to pick you up or you just want to meet at the restaurant? And uh, she was like, meet me at this deli. And I was like, mm, I don't think we should do. I don't. It's just a block over from where I live. I know we just met. I was like, mm, I got to work late. Right. So I don't right. think we, could, we should do this. Mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, 
yeah, she was pretty, but like I was just like, mm-mm. It is interesting it's, because, like, there's so many scams now. The mm-hmm. internet, I think we've all, over the last at least five or six years, had a huge societal awakening to just how the internet can be not real and dangerous, like still an election dangerous. Right. Um. So, yeah. so yeah. everyone's hella cautious about, like, meeting up and stuff. And then you want to you know what I really don't understand how you're dealing with, like, people that are dating now are dealing with it. What is okay to make social media content out of on these dating apps? I don't understand the rules because sometimes people share shit and they're like, this woman said this thing to me and I'm reading and I'm like, nigga, you're the one that's wrong. (laughs) Why did you tell the world that? And then vice versa, Mm. like things that we've agreed should be private. You got people like showing someone's face and be like, look at this, this nigga think he can date me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, doesn't that uh, seem like a huge violation of whatever the unwritten laws of dating are supposed to be? Like, right. okay, you took a shot at me. I don't, I just gonna swipe left because I don't want to date you. Instead, it's like mm-hmm. Reddit, you know, like at Tinder on Reddit. Like, listen, everybody, this woman think her titties is big enough to fuck with a pimp like me. I don't think so. I'm like, why is why, <laughs> why are you telling me any right. of this information? Why are you sharing your text messages and your exchanges? Um, so like are you is that something you think about when you see that on social media or is it, is it something you think about also with like your act on stage like what can be content versus what is like private well i think i mean this i dated this one uh she, she don't listen to this uh, she probably don't follow me no but i had a successful run with this one one woman I went out with earlier this summer. We went out on three dates and it didn't work out. I think she she had her own stuff that I think she she had to deal with. And I really did like her. Mm-hmm. But um, she was black and she was Ivy League educated. Okay. Uh, uh, so just letting y'all know, you know Ladies. what I'm saying? Okay. Ladies. Uh, Blackness. And, you know, it was, yeah, it, it was, it just, that one was like, that she i think she was cool but then it's just like you have to sift through so much to find somebody mm-hmm. that's like a that's decent like it's, and there's people that think they have more options than they do right and it's kind of like an illusion to where it's like you think just because all these people are on here that you i have these options and this mm-hmm. but it's it's really not and then it's people that try to say that there's something that they're not and mm-hmm. it's like i matched with this one woman that i thought lived in us like lived in like like make 45 minutes away from me and she's like actually i live in upstate new york and uh then you i talked to her on the phone she seemed okay but then it was kind of weird that i looked at her app a couple i look at her profile a couple days later she said she was living in another town so i just unmatched her like it's just it's like it's some like scamming stuff yeah i matched with this one woman it's it's like when they tell if they tell you to get on another app instead of like giving you their phone number that's like that's a scam like this one woman said i was like oh how you know you're like nice to match with you how how's your week treating you so far whatever you say and she said oh it's pretty good actually i'm an escort and i do these things and blah 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 and if you find out you want to find out you can get on whatsapp and i said Mm -hmm. i'm sure you're amazing at what you do 
but I'm not looking for that. Mm-hmm. And and they yeah, just, I, it's just on my Instagram, I, you crazy. know, I'm very openly just following butt accounts. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, OK, you want to show me your butt? Yeah. I will watch you show me your butt is, you know, that's the deal. Um, it's just butts and friends on there. And that's fine with me. But that also means a shit ton of like bots will hit up my mm-hmm. IG messages to be like, hey, uh, why don't you get Snapchat? And it's like, ma'am. This is, yeah, sir, sir, in Russia, this is not what I'm on here for. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. hey, handsome, I'm happily married. I just wanted to look at some butts. I don't care. It could be AI butts <laughs> for all I care. Just leave me the fuck out yeah. of this right. like scamming part. Right, this foolishness, and I, I can tell. I am very thankful that I've been married in a lot of the age of the apps and all that stuff because. At this point in my life, in the way I am, I don't think I'm built for it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, because you're gonna have to run and run to me in the fucking grocery store. I think also though, I want to do a fucking background check on you. I also wonder if people have. I feel like with media, social media, all this stuff, all the paranoia we're absorbing about each other. I feel like something's kind of been lost in like the last twenty or so years, where the just bump into someone at the grocery store type of thing is like that's more scary to people than the app you know mm-hmm. like yeah, the yeah. like it's like like you're thing. like you'd be a weirdo to see somebody at a grocery store and be like would you like to go out sometime at this point it'd be like what the fuck wrong with this nigga why isn't he on tinder like why isn't he on why is he on an app <laughs> don't just ask me to my face yeah. nigga what's wrong with you I, I just wonder yeah people avoiding that personal interaction if it's like that now because like i i can i know me as a just a person i the commodification of humanity via the internet has really dehumanized us in some ways yes. and made things very transactional. Mm-hmm. I think the apps have really sim- yes. simplified sex and love into extremely transactional. Like, do you check these statuses? Right. If not, do not even fucking talk to me. Um, and I'm not saying those things are necessarily wrong, but they are right. definitely a change. And so I yes. wonder if you look like a whole fucking weirdo to just like pull up on somebody in this day and age, we uh, like the other thing we're privy to now that we weren't before is the inner monologues of people. Correct. So like, let's say in Chris's mind, he sees somebody at the grocery store checkout line and he's like, you know, Hey, I'd love to get your number and take you out sometime. And then later there's a Twitter thread or something being like this giant black man intimidated me. I was already, my mother had just died. I already was doing, dealing with this. I was on my period. And then he hoked over me and yeah. said, demanded I give him my and number. I gave it to him cause I was scared. And now he wants to go out on a date with me. What should I call the police? And it's like, Oh shit, this was happening in this person's head. And I had no idea the whole time right and and it's kind of weird and like i said maybe this is just me and my anxiety but it's like like i said i look at those apps going okay this is not inter this is not interpersonal you know i actually have to fucking know you so even though we go through the apps i still got to get to know you mm-hmm. period like you know we yeah. there has to be some form of we got to have some form of everything can't just be strictly through these apps and so okay. for me i'm like well Let's bypass the app. But I do understand what you're saying because for a lot of people, 
whenever you go out and do things, most people are heads are in their phones, they're face down. People don't look up. People don't interact with each other. Like there's no. Well, we have our own. My thing is, we have our own reality in our phone. Like, like I said, let's say Chris asks this woman for a number. She goes in her car, turns on IG Live, turns the phone towards her, and starts crying about how bad that situation was. In Chris's world, he only did was ask this woman for a number. Right. But we, we used to not be privy to that that part. That of part. And yeah. I wonder if it's changed people where it's like it's more safer and clinical and sterile almost to just go through an app. I see what you're saying. I saw your picture. I saw the thing yeah. you had to say. I, I it don't makes it cleaner. Yeah, yeah. And if we and if you're, you know, weird or crazy or whatever, I can just pretend this never happened, swipe left. And and unclick your account and don't worry about it. Yeah, you no. Know? So like, I guess that's my question, Chris. Correct. Um, have you like? Do you think that's changed to like approaching someone in person, or is it like, like, is it like the apps kind of the only way now? Well, I haven't like. There's people I've dated that I've met in person, and you know, it's just it it just it just depends. It's just whatever the format is, because eventually you're going even if you're on the apps. You're gonna eventually have to take it off the app and and talk to like even just talking to somebody on the phone. I mean, I talked to someone that I had met on the app. She seemed nice. We'll see what happens. But right. like um it, it, it's and then and then it's just um how old the person is too. Right. Like 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 a woman that's the same age as me, 43, is gonna be different than somebody that's like 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 34 or 35 right uh so it's gonna be like it's a it's kind of like a it's a generational thing and and people don't really talk on the phone that much anymore Mm -mm. um so it's just it's it's i think if i was dating i'd go for older women i think i think that's the that's the way for me now is Mm -hmm. like i need a woman that when i take around my mom they can like share the same cultural experiences you know like, oh shit, you was at that James Brown concert? I need that. <laughs> I need that in my life. I'm done with drama. Okay. It's a it's a rap. Like a Gertrude, you want a Gertrude yeah, in your life. Like they already went through menopause. They, you know, <laughs> they haven't had all their kids. They just wanna they just want a low maintenance yeah. man that they can like go on cruises with that that just don't bother nobody. Right. I, I feel like that's that's where it's at. I feel like I would understand if everybody that is like our age just gave up on dating for like 20 years and then came back to to like, okay, y'all for real now? Now that we can go to the old folks home, can we just be right. for real and now do couple can, shit? Now since I can meet you at Bingo, can, can we cut all the bullshit out? Right. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, it's just, it's trial and error like with a lot of things, but I think I, I'm just trying to be more open to it now. And uh, like, cause I've only been, I've been on them for like off and on for like a year, really. And then there's like one, there's one woman that I talked to, but we never went out. She was being weird. Then there's one woman that, that matched with me. Mm-hmm. And then we we're just friends on Instagram now. <laughs> and like, we don't like, I tried to go, I asked her out and she was like, flaky about right. it so now she just looks at my like, can you can you just share story. this status for me real quick chris <laughs> stop asking me weird yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah so I, i'm just like all right i'm nah, not you gonna. gotta get you a woman that you can like help up the stairs bro that's the 
That's the key to all this shit, man. Like people, because because she ain't gonna be playing no games. She probably don't even know how to work Instagram, you know. So you ain't gotta worry about all that. You gotta know. Well, there's one woman I dated. She wasn't even on it. Now I don't know how. I don't know how. Like she was like just a couple years. I think a couple years younger than me, Mm -hmm. and uh, she wasn't on it. And that would be like, but man. You just don't know what other people are going through, right. and uh, everybody's got everybody's the main character in their own story. But then there's also everybody kn- has their own shit, and I'm just trying to like, even though I have my shit that I'm trying to get over, or I'm trying to evolve and be better, uh, I'm still trying to put myself out there because I, like I said, like there's a reason. No, I don't want to say. But what will I say? You just spend a lot of time focusing on your career that it's right. like, oh, that's that's important, but it's not everything. And right. so, like, that's kind of what I'm I'm I, I would balance. like to have a partner. And uh, I'm going to even though I've been hurt in the past, I am not going to let that past hurt keep right. me from something that could be good for me. A, a woman right. that's that could be great. I, for me. I have but, to yeah. I have to address the chat room because I've seen a lot of pushback on my dating ideas and. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're really hearing me out on this. Uh, listen, I'm saying, what's wrong with date? First of all, y'all ages, number one, just because I'm open to dating the whole field. Secondly, um, what's wrong with a woman that's going to be like, feed you by five and be in bed by six? What's wrong with that? Come on. Okay. By that's, eight o'clock, the night over. Okay. What's wrong with a woman that's going to just give you like a PS5 and be like, do your thing after six because I'm going to sleep? See you in the morning. <laughs> I don't understand why y'all have a problem with that shit. And you ain't got to worry about them having no crazy ass baby daddies because they either dead or they old too and they ain't got their situation figured out. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. They kids, kids grown. grown. You, can kick it, you can kick it with their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like their kids is grown. They come over just check on you. You be like, what's up, bro? You might know them. It's a lot of... I think y'all are really being immature by... Xing out a whole generation of people from y'all dating, but that's you know y'all guys y'all just need to understand. Uh, that I'm just trying to get everybody to be happy and open up their horizons. I'm sorry to the older people in the audience that I don't think you're off limits for dating and for love. I'm sorry, K Can, <laughs> that I believe in you and think you're a valuable person and worth being respected and loved. I'm sorry for that. I'll, I'll go back to telling people that y'all dying Feinstein and should just go die and and, it's, and y'all should be off limits and no one should even uh, think about y'all. I'll, I'll go back to that. My bad. <laughs> Somebody got to break them. Them old people breaking their hips somehow. I and I know it ain't, it ain't all falling down the stairs. Y'all can't trick me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chris, I, we love to see it, man. I'm glad you're getting out here. Let's uh, talk some some current events and some stuff, okay? Um, oh, actually, no. Before we do that, if we even do that. I forgot. M- music. We always talk about music, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you listening to? I really like the uh, Sky Zoo album from the mind of a saint, the uh, al- concept album that he did based on Snowfall. It's just like that's probably that's one of my favorite hip hop albums of the year. Um, also, yeah, you, I mean, I, I think feel like Sky Zoo is a t- Sky Zoo puts out like a project at least once a year, and it's always in your like rotation. You you love Sky yeah. Like, he's one of my favorites. Like he, I mean that the album that he did last year. Uh, the year before yeah uh, all the brilliant things to me that that's like i think he's at the top of his game with that like it's just far as just putting out an album 
But then it's almost like he kind of eclipsed what he did with that project uh, with this one, which is a concept album on a TV show where I think he had the constraints of like, I'm rapping from the perspective of Franklin, Franklin Satan. So it's like only in the maybe late seventies, early eighties things that he's doing so that he's referencing. So like, it's a, a that's a, to me uh, is an accomplishment in and of itself from a technical standpoint. Um, I like the, I really like uh, Madison McFerrin's new album. Like her, technically it's like her debut, like her, mm. like a full length project, Bobby McFerrin's daughter. What um, what what kind of music does she do? She's soul. She's a soul singer, and uh, I've tried to catch her. She's got this album called "I Hope You Can Forgive Me." Uh, she it came out earlier this summer, and it's um she's just good, like a really solid singer. She sung the hook on um, uh, "Black Magic" for Little Brother. Yeah, uh, I wonder if she felt pressure she's... when she started to do like her dad style, you know that and then people was like yeah. like if the nepotism worked against her well she would show up and just do regular soul music they'd be like what the fuck was that well she's got a song with with her dad on this new album is he still doing that I, shit i don't know what he's doing when he's on tour but like uh i'm sure that's part of it but i, I know they work together she's got okay. a brother also and she's been around for a while I think she sung. Did she sing? People at... only know Bobby McFerrin from that one hit too. That don't worry, be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people don't know a lot yeah. of his other work. Like he has some really dark, depressing work. Like uh, I, I got anxiety. I'm gonna kill myself. And that one didn't go nearly uh, as as well. People mm-hmm. didn't didn't buy that one. You know. <laughs> um. <laughs> and I like the uh, I like the um, the Black Thought. L. Michael's Affair album, Glorious Game. I think I think with Nas kind of gets put on a, a different level because he's a, more of a solo artist with what he's doing at at, at mm-hmm. 50, almost 50 years old. But Black Thought to me is um, like an all-time favorite of mine. Like I, I kind of feel like for me, it's like him and everybody else. Um, and so like Black Thought is doing incredible work uh, also, at at somebody who is in his fifties, if, if early fifties, if not fifty, uh, however old he is, the Killer Mike album's good. I haven't been spinning it that much, but it is very good. Yeah, I've been listening uh, to that a lot. Uh, yeah, fuck, like it, it. It's incredible. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga might be meeting with Brian Kemp, but them bars are meeting with my fucking. <laughs> With them, yeah, with them, it's like, with I wish you would just stay in, that, yeah, stay in that lane. <laughs> the bars are meeting with that yeah. production, okay? Like it's so hard. It's so God hard. Damn I was it. listening to it, like, bro. Like I've been listening to um, No Names album came out Friday, and I've been forcing myself to listen to it um, because I like I'm one of the few people that actually like listen to No Name because a lot of her quote unquote fans on Twitter they don't listen to her music. No, they, they just don't. They just like that she's on Twitter talking a lot of shit. Right. But then when it's time to like buy a concert ticket, they'd be like, you thought? But uh, I like listen to her music. And in the past, like I've kind of liked some of her stuff. Her, uh, I think it's like Amino. Like there's like a whole little uh, Amine, I think. But there's a a whole like collective of like these kind of Chicago jazzy hip hop niggas that I fuck with. 
And it's like real mellow bars. I actually think I have a playlist called Mellow Bars with a lot of their music on there. Mm. And sh- her shit comes up frequently when she's like featured on other people's tracks. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, no name. I fuck with her. But man, this album, dude, the production is so bad. It's it, it's it's coffee shop hip hop, man. It's like NPR. And I know she has issues with like not. I think she's a bit jealous of these act, acts that do better than her and the big names too. that like, you're, ma'am, you're not, that was not on the table. You're not Beyonce, Jay-Z, J. Cole, Kendrick, like you name dropping them as like these people that need to be taken down. Sounds a little convenient, you know, <laughs> like, you know, it's like when you, yeah. it's like when a comedian is like, yeah, it's like when a comedian is like, I hate this guy. And it's like, cause he's doing better than you. You know, like, like, do you yeah. hate? Do you yeah. hate? No. Is he not funny, or is he filling up arenas and he's actually kind of funny? Like, yeah, you, you just That's, don't. Yeah. yeah, you just think you're funnier than him, and you don't like that he has the things that you would like to have, right? And she kind of does that, and so listening to the album, I. I was just like, man, your tweets are hotter than your album. That's that's not a good thing, you know. Ooh. Yeah. I also like the the Little Dragon new album, Slugs of Love. Oh, I they did heard a it. okay. It came out a couple weeks ago, and they they did um a, a, a tiny desk that just came out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's I really like them. Um, that's about it. I mean, I'm as far as like the newish, the newish yeah. stuff I've been listening to. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to JPEG Mafia scaring the hoes, um, but it's a little too weird and out there for me. I don't. I think I need to listen to it more. Danny Brown is part of it, you know. Uh, the Little Dragons. This is a white group. They're from. Uh, it's like an Asian yeah, Asian yeah, main singer. Asian okay, I want like to be the lead sure. singer. Cause I Lee looked Singer it up. got a little soul in her. Okay, a bunch of stuff popped up. I was like, let me be sure I'm picking the right little dragon. I listened to that uh, Black Milk. Uh, Everybody good. Oh yeah, that's very good. Too. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Um, that's kind of like what I was hoping No Name's album would be. Cause like Black Milk got a laid back sound mm. too, but I think his delivery his delivery yeah. was just more enthusiastic, and I think that changes a lot. Yeah, Black Milk, that, that record that Fonte did with him was like, oh shit, oh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. If you haven't, if for the listeners that haven't heard, it's really, it's really good. Like, I, I didn't like Black Milk. He's not like a guy that's always out there like that. But I remember him when I first started, he was producing stuff for Elzai and Royce and that whole Detroit crew. And, and, uh, he's really kind of become like this. He's just kind of evolved into, uh, a really interesting artist on the production side and he can rap and yeah he, he's, he's, kinda, he's really good he's one of those yeah he's in he an is. interesting space where like uh he feels like the version of like a hip-hop boutique act where he could probably just yeah. live as a rapper producer his whole life and maybe never ascend to that like cultural stardom type of shit but also never really have never have to you know, almost like Sky Zoo, where like you never really, you just, I'm a rapper by trade and and that's how I make my fucking money. I put out dope projects for people that have the time to listen and that's that's just what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. fuck with that that album too. And I think I heard you talk about it first, which is what made me start listening to it. Um, yeah, it's good. 
yeah. All right. Well, that's our that's our music segment. All right. Now, music minute. Yeah. Now it's time to get into uh, some some actual uh, news stuff. But of course, I gotta put in uh, ads later. So let me play some music so I can remember where to put the ad. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A Utah man suspected of threatening President Joe Biden was shot and killed as the FBI served a warrant. Oh, shit. Yeah. He talked that shit. wanted that smoke. And the FBI came and gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an armed Utah man accused of making violent threats against President Joe Biden. He was shot and killed by the FBI hours before the president landed in the state Wednesday. Darth, Darth Brandon strikes again. You love to see it. I mean, I mean, what what happened? He, he they they pulled up and he was like, "You won't take me alive, coppers." They was like, "Da da 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 da." Uh, yeah. They said um, he posted online that he had heard Biden was coming to Utah and he was planning on digging out his camouflage suit and begin cleaning the dust off my M twenty four sniper rifle. A post that oh, came you was after asking for them to come show up at your house, buddy. Who want to smoke? A post that came after months of graphic online threats against several public figures, according to court documents. Robertson referred to himself as MAGA Trumper, a reference to Donald Trump's Make America Great Again slogan. He also posted threats against top law enforcement officials overseeing court cases against Trump. Uh he's he's apparently uh described as an elderly, frail man. He was 74 years old. He walked with the aid of a hand-carved stick, though he regularly carried guns. They said his neighbors say he didn't seem a threat, which just means his neighbors are white. Of course. Yeah, that's a, come on. If he lived in the black neighborhood, we'd be like, that's the most dangerous motherfucker on this block. Right, don't fuck with that old man. Whiteness is amazing, because you can see an old man that carried guns and leave threats to the president online and be like, I mean, he seemed like a elderly frail sort of guy he needed a walking stick i don't really know what happened Fuck I, about that. he can still fuck you up with them guns <laughs> they probably wasn't rocking with him on social media that's probably why yeah maybe that's know. it but i don't know yeah. you know he got i feel like when you living like this it, it comes out in other ways like there's no way he was the sweet man down the street and no everybody was shocked you know um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's it's, it's it's like somebody in the chat said it's fuck around and find out. Like he really yep. he was talking all that shit, and Biden was there coming, and yeah, yo, they like, want no problems. M-A- and you said it online too. M A G A means F A F O. So then uh, they said, "There's this is I guess a neighbor. There's no way he was driving from here to Salt Lake City, setting up a rifle and taking a shot at the president. 100% no way, said his neighbor, Andrew Monder, outside the church across the street. 
uh, from Robertson Street. Uh, the attack counts as Republicans who blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that part. Don't care. They showed up like there was a shootout probably, and he got shot and died. So, okay, he wasn't going to shoot nobody. His uh, post did, did. Also, this is uh, that person sounds fucking ridiculous to me reading this next paragraph. Robertson's post did appear to show that he owned a live a long-range sniper rifle and numerous other weapons as well as the camouflage gear known as a ghillie suit so this motherfucker's like listen there's no way he would have did it well he owned all the things of a person who would do that what the fuck is a mm-hmm. ghillie suit it's the so it's the camouflage suit that the people wear that makes them blend into the background where it looks like leaves or something the foliage is covering oh, them like their whole body or something yeah and they lay you lay down on the ground and it's like from a distance no one can even make you out because you're just blending into the trees and stuff oh no nigga i'm showing up at your motherfucking house too yeah um you'll you see them in like video games like call of duty uh any movie about the army and marines uh tom cruise uh anytime he's killing people mission impossible you see stuff like that it looks like like swamp thing almost uh this is this is what one of them looks like uh oh i was thinking of something completely different yeah oh shit nigga you can like lay in the grass yep you get anything off Amazon. Anything, like, damn. anything yes. involving guns in America, you can get within like a day. <laughs> it's like planning on killing some did people. They, let yeah. us help you. Shit, and uh, that, you did know, they take down that Kyrie Irving video that he smoked? It's probably still up there. <laughs> Shit, that's just that you. You can get overnight. I, I bet. I bet you if you went on about three o'clock this morning, they would say you can get it for eleven. You Honestly, can- if you go watch the Kyrie Irving video, one of the suggested ads is probably a ghillie suit. It's probably like, hey, while you're here, you might want to oh. buy a ghillie suit and some sniper rifle gear if you want to kill that's, some people. That's that shit where you'll be walking, all of a sudden you hear something go ouch, and you'll be like, the fuck, the fuck is the swap ouching for? Um, so, yeah, the, uh, he wrote, the time is right for a presidential assassination or two. First Joe, then, Com- then Kamala. Um, he wrote in a September 2022 Facebook post, um, yeah, I mean, child, you looking like the swamp thing. Yes, they gonna show up at your house. Mm-hmm. The fuck I'm is surprised this? they didn't get them earlier. Yeah, the FBI investigation began with a tip about the brag threat from the Trump from Trump's own social media platform, True Social, in March. At the Robinson posted Damn. about waiting in the courthouse parking garage with a suppressed weapon and wanting to put a nice hole in his forehead. His account has since been suspended from the platform. Well, so much for free fucking speech. God damn, right. Donald Trump. I don't know, man. What the fuck? First What's Amendment. What's going on? <laughs> what about the First Amendment, Donald Trump? You taking people off of your website Truth for straight? Social snitched on them. Come on, man. I thought you was the place where you can go say, Mm-mm. you know, threats, illegal threats to the president. I thought you was the person behind that. Mm-mm. Donald Trump worried about his own ass going to jail. He was like, fuck him. Anything to get him off me. Yeah um so yeah i guess uh they went ahead and took him off of here um and uh yeah that's it for him good luck i'm yeah. surprised donald trump he was a great american citizen he was just doing his job oh no i'll he, pay for the funeral services listen, nobody throws his people under the bus like donald trump after they do some shit like he right. will never mention this man again not not if he ever mentioned him before he wouldn't mention him again he could have that man on stage with him yesterday once you do some shit like this donald trump's like and scene i'm out <laughs> scene. 
Look at how he did. What's that nigga Herman Cain? What have they, they died? Have they, yeah. Has Donald Trump or his people ever mentioned Herman Cain again? No. He don't care. Like you, you served your purpose. You died for the MAGA. Peace. Uh, let's do it. And people one. still don't get it, man. They still don't get it. They still don't. People still signing up for that bullshit. Come on. He ain't talked about pressing twelve in forever. Them two disappeared. They got kicked off the site. So he just was like, okay, right. Uh, let's do some Montgomery brawl updates. Uh, they've charged men charged in Montgomery brawl have been trouble for the riverboat captain says. Uh, so one, the guy that we thought was security is actually co-captain of the Harriet too. Right. Um, and he says those people that wouldn't move their pontoon boat had been problems before uh, th- before that time, anyway. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they banned, and everybody with them, everybody that was associated with it, been banned. Don't y'all ever come up here in New York? Fucking now, again. three of the white dudes, Richard Roberts, Alan Todd, and Zachary Shipman, were charged with third degree misdemeanor assault and the attack uh, on picket at the dock. All three of them turned themselves in. Um. Uh. They also said that. Roberts, uh, Richard Roberts, 48, uh, has a warrant pending for striking a 16-year-old white boy and that Reggie Gray, a 42-year-old black man who was seen hitting people with that folding chair during the brawl, has not turned, well, at the time he hadn't turned himself into police. I think he has now. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, we knew he was, we knew he was going to get oh, that call. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he went, he went a little too hard, you know. Um, but uh yeah so those people are turning themselves in um meaning that a lot of those black people are not being charged with anything so essentially these police are like if you fucking tried to beat up that captain you incited this whole incident you got your ass whooped but you also gotta face these charges now they're misdemeanor charges which just right none of these people are gonna do time or anything but i just think it's interesting the way that Montgomery, which has a black mayor for like the first time, uh, who appoints the police people in that in that jurisdiction, were able to like practice some restraint. They didn't just show up and start beating the shit out of black people who were in the right. right. They don't seem to be trying to like press charges on every black person just because they caught them on video, like the like it was January six or something. So I so far so good and. Yeah, buddy with the chair. I mean, I guess they starting up to go fund me for him or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he he. Come on, when we he, saw that, he every, deserved that. Everybody had that moment of like, yeah, he gonna he gonna have to see the court. For yeah, that. He, yeah, <laughs> he he might. If anybody get time, he gonna have to get time. Um, they he should have did it in a gilly. Yeah, he should have hit him with a gilly too. <laughs> should have been laying down. He long as you have been better off. As long as you're not on truth social talking about it, uh-huh, blending okay. into the background. I, I didn't say it. it. Sorry Gilly about that. No problem. Oh, I do. Hey, you know what? I do want to see the truth social thread about the Alabama Riverfront Ball. Bro. Oh, you know that was. I know truth social. I know they own that saying the opposite of everything black Twitter saying. Of and course. it's not good. It, no, it's not. They got their own memes. And they not they not funny if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder if they talked about what Jason Aldean thought about it. Right. Yeah. Did you see Marlon Wayne's had to like clarify his statements on? The, he made a joke. No. So what on, did he say? On, okay. So on Instagram, uh, he had a screen cap from the video and said, uh, uh, 
how about we not try that in a small town shit silly bro let's all just be love not war and people took that as him shitting on the black people Mm-mm. So he had to come back later and be like, no, y'all don't understand fucking irony. Right. Uh, that dude made that song about the small town. Like, like y'all have such, such, such short-term memory. Y'all don't remember the joke y'all made three weeks ago? He said, why would I criticize black people for defending themselves? This is the thing about social media, man. It's not for interpretation. Y'all tripping. Make no fucking sense. None at all. I shouldn't even address it. It's that stupid. But you know, people want to make articles and interpretations. Do it. I don't care. Black people know I love black people. I'm black. I woke up to a bunch of stupid-ass Google alerts with a bunch of stupid-ass sites misinterpreting my entire post. Nobody, Nobody knows irony anymore, huh? Guess that just went out the window. That's the irony of the song, stupid asses. <laughs> that well, that I guess you know what his next special is going to be about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gonna have something to say. That was somebody. Guys, I'm gonna let you know how this Alabama brawl affected right. me, right? Um, and how it's Will and Jada's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and then um. Let's move into something that, you know, we always like to do when Chris is here because uh, we don't always get an opportunity to get an expert on the show. But let's do some oh, white wow. people news. White people news. We're bringing excelling to the barbecue. We might be problematic or a little bit White people news. Let's see what the whites is talking about. Amy Roback and TJ Holmes want to get engaged, uh, according to her reports. Gosh, <laughs> make it last forever and ever. Lutellus and them really riding this one out. I gotta, I gotta give them credit. This is like Olivia Pope level scan, uh, like uh, scandal uh, um, image rehabilitation. Like, they out here holding hands unashamed. They doing everything together. They working out together. They We haven't heard from their exes in a year now. Like, it's, I think they might ride this out, get married, be on the cover of People magazine, and somehow America's going to forget and be like, now, why are we mad at them again? Yep. This yes, is sir. love. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. That That's the whole plan. Mm-hmm. So look at this. They look at and they all and you know it's they they know when the paparazzi around because they always smiling. Oh yeah, they've been trained. They both know how to perform. They they always they when they see a camera, they either start smiling or start making out. One of the two older every, hands up. every time. They was like, we ain't got to hide no more. It's shady as hell. They put their exes in these in these pictures. Um and I did feel bad for the black ex at first, but then I found out Lutellus couldn't say nigga in his own house, and I said, well, "Wait, on. what happened? He couldn't say he couldn't." Yeah, he he posted on um, Facebook or something a long time ago when we did a deep dive on this, and one of the posts said uh-huh. how like he was like at the time he was trying to like give his wife props, so it was like the woman who changed my life, who you know, right, kept, right. and and it was one of the things that was weird to me was like. And he, uh, she kept me. I don't say the n word in my own house now. And I said, uh, "Break song. Mm-hmm. Hold on now. <laughs> Hold Amy on. will probably let him say it. Right. Amy don't care. You, you probably pause him. Right. She probably right. She he probably that's probably part of the kink. You know who knows? Probably. 
Um, in other white people news, a furious David Beckham reportedly ends friendship with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Because their podcast wasn't hitting hard enough? <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening? Uh, uh, apparently, they were Meghan Markle uh, and Prince Harry think David and Victoria Beckham were leaking uh, were the leaking sources about the Sussexes. Like they was t- going to the press telling all their private <sighs> business. And so now they're absolutely bloody furious after accusations supposedly flew during a tense phone call between the couples. Any making up now is so unlikely, the insider claimed. Um, the Beckhams were present at the royal pair's wedding in 2018 and were very supportive of Meghan's arrival in the UK. In the wake of their fallout, Meghan has seemingly replaced one Victoria with another, Victoria Jackson, a cosmetics magnate, and the couple's neighbor in Montecito, California. Uh, so, yeah, apparently, you know, in white people world, the fallout is still continuing uh, in the so. Meghan Markle uh, Prince Harry pairing. Hmm. Hate to see it. I know you got. I think I wonder. Yeah, it sucks. But what is, has that hype around them died down a bit? Mm-hmm. Them just be married and my question was adorable. My question was stuff like this is like what counts as friends? Because I can't picture right. these motherfuckers being friend friends. Like you know, like I don't think this type of high level fame and money friendship counts the same. Like if you have to put out a press release that you don't fuck with somebody no more, was y'all really friends? You got to let the yeah. guys got to get the publicists involved. Sources are saying that sources is me. Rod Morrow is very upset with Chris Lambert and will not be speaking with him anymore. Uh, the we're couple, not that famous. Yet. Right. Right. Yeah. We're not. <laughs> we're not you, that you have, you have, we're on a successful HBO show. Right. I've done some TV work. Right. But like we gotta we gotta that should be everybody's goal we need to get popular famous and rich enough to have to tell the world on instagram when we don't fuck with each other or like call call page six and be a insider source uh to let them know me and chris ain't getting along i'm bloody furious tyler perry's their friend Mm -hmm. he's the he's their friend you let him stay in that house i i was drinking the kool-aid i watched that Netflix yeah. doc. I didn't. I didn't it watch it. Shit. I'm not that interested in them because it feels like such white people news to me. And I know, like, oh, yeah, she's. I know she's white. not white, and I get what people are saying. I'm not calling her white, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're not white people news. You can be Correct. black and constantly in white people news, right? It just feel like I don't care. It ain't my business, and I think talking to you just now made me realize the one thing that could make me care is if they completely went black. Like, if they were kicking it with Tyler mm. Perry. You know, like, if, like, yeah. the events they showed up, like, if they showed up at the BET Awards, I would, then I think I would lose my fucking mind and be like, oh, Meghan Markle and Tim, Prince Harry's, like, jock. I'd be like, oh, nah, y'all better not talk about my my peoples like that. <laughs> Didn't they do the NAACPs, though? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't followed them like the that. The went- I feel like they they presented something at one of these black okay. award shows, but from watching that document, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's but, been I need, a minute, but I, I need yeah. it to be like viral. So like I need to like look on Twitter and like they're in the front row of the Renaissance concert <laughs> with Jay Z. I need sure. I need that kind of shit where I'm like, oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. No, y'all yeah. pick the fucking side, and I see. Like then, I would defend them. Like right now, I'm just kind of like, I don't know why y'all so mad at these at these people. Somebody but said yes, Chris. They did. BT is a little more buttoned down than the NAACP. So mm-hmm. yeah, I need I, yes, I need them yeah. sitting next to Sexy Red when she's doing pound town i need to see that and i'll be like yeah y'all gonna leave y'all gonna leave motherfucking prince harry alone uh, y'all gonna leave them he, niggas yeah. alone he part of the culture now um naya rivera previously accused ariana grande of being a home record during big sean romance now this that's is the actress that got that got drowned in the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. water right yeah she died uh she drowned um uh she used to be on Glee. And yeah. Apparently, in her 2016 tome, Sorry Not Sorry, Dreams, Mistakes, and Growing Up, Rivera claimed that she ran into Grande at Big Sean's home before he called off his wedding to Naya Rivera, Naya Rivera uh, and started dating Ariana Grande. So the reason this is back in the news okay. is that Ariana Grande and her new boo, um, uh, uh Ethan Slater uh started dating when while they were working on I believe a play um and they they the dude Ethan Slater is is now getting divorced as well as her she's getting divorced from Dalton Gomez did she just marry that dude like three weeks ago two years ago two years she's getting divorced from her man he's getting divorced from his wife and then the wife came out and was like, "Yeah, Ariana Grande, a fucking home wrecker," and so she, so that's why they went and found a Naya, Naya Rivera shit to be like, "Yeah." Speaking of home wrecking in 2016, this you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And is is Ariana Grande even even thirty yet? I don't. Think I don't she know. Is. I don't know. Let me see Ariana Grande's age. Actually, it's supposed to be. I keep forgetting. I'm supposed to be saying Randy, Ariana right? Grande, but she she don't. She's just, she she's just, thirty. I'm I'm convinced that certain stars do that shit after a certain amount of years just to to be different. Because you know that you could have corrected us when you were 21. Don't try to make me change my brain chemistry at fucking 30 and be like, it's actually Grandy. Nah, nigga, it's Grande, and you knew it too. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you you're gonna be the one saying it. You you sound like an asshole if you right start correcting people. Right now I gotta be the dick, guys. It's actually Grandy. She said, and I guarantee if I called her that, she wouldn't even turn around. If I was like Ariana Grandy, she'd be like, not talking to me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So she, I think she is thirty years old. Okay, just um, okay. So uh, just and then a lot of people. So she's in this play Wicked with this guy. Oh, okay. And a lot of people, one, were very disappointed in that they think she can do better. Like, they don't think he's a very attractive man. That's not for me to decide, oh, yeah, but that's she, just... Yeah, she got a hive like everybody else. They roll deep. They she's been catching baby. a lot of heat. Uh, this is him with his ex-wife, I guess. It's a strange wife. That's the guy she's with? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Wow! Yeah, no. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. It must be love. It must be love. Is he performing yeah. right there? I don't. I don't get uh, that. That's that shot right there. The that's it. This which shot? This one? Yes. No, he's not performing. Yeah. That's uh, just his wife and him in a red carpet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look like he's look like yeah. he's about to perform on stage. Like I'm looking like okay. This is he, her and Dalton Gomez, her ex now. Okay. 
So yeah, she's done had a messy ass. Um, she done made a mess over there, dog. You know, Oof. we hate to see it. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, they said that. Um, you know, she was. You know, shit got bad between uh uh the the them and their exes at the same time that they. You know that Ariana and this dude start hooking up in this place. So now. They're saying she's a home wrecker and everybody getting divorced. Yeah. And now there's all kinds of statements and, and exes are mad and telling everybody's business and shit. That's what you call a showmance that they're having. Mm. Yeah, I believe yeah. in that. Hot people yes. hanging around each other for extended periods of time. Mm. Right. And it's never like real life. Think about it. It's a play. You're acting. All your food is taken care of. You're right. getting paid money. You're away from like the world for the most part. Of course you're in love. Of course. You, of course Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were. Of course they're fucking. What? What? He knew that mm-hmm. when he took the gig. And if he and no one's that strong, no one's that strong <laughs> to be around and uh, to be around uh, Joe Lee for motherfucking five months of filming on islands and shit. And everyone's uh, every need is catered and and taken care of, and you away from your family, and y'all the two hottest people on the planet. Jennifer Anderson knew what it was when he t- said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and film Mr. and Mrs. Smith." She was like, "All right, then, well, shit. Let me go ahead and sign back up for these apps." oh man uh jerry seinfeld dines with larry david judd apatow amy schumer and david geffen in italy okay that's a cast isn't it we love to see what the whites are getting up to these days all you know pandemic these are are actually white people i know who they is yeah he was on vacation with his wife jessica they went to Andrea Panza in Amalfi with his celebrity pals who were eventually joined by fellow comedian Amy Schumer and Apatow's wife, Leslie Mann. Uh, and they ate outside, too. Ah, oh, shit. You know that meal was expensive as shit. Also, like, yeah. what's it What's it like being over there for them? Because if they ate outside, that means they weren't worried about being swarmed by fans and shit. Mm-mm. You know, yeah, because they don't be caring. I guess the fans don't care. Yeah, yeah. I guess over there they're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> let me uh, let me get another pizza or whatever. Yeah, they they look at them like you another American. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to them for uh, getting out there. We love to see the white people living, mm-hmm. um, living their best lives. Yeah, we we over here fighting on boats. They over there, you know, in Italy eating up sandwiches and, and pastas and shit. Oh, so they they didn't do no means. These white folks got together with no black people over over there enjoying their meal in Italy type of shit, like they did them other white people who invited their friends to to a dinner and everybody lost their minds. Like, uh, uh, how dare you have a dinner with your friends and nobody black or brown happened to be in the room with you? It is interesting, right? Maybe it I'm is, the only one that remember that. It is interesting that they came after that white starlet. For having her dinner party with the white folks, but right. ain't nobody mad at Larry David. Because mm. I'm trying mm. to tell you. If I, I see you, Karen. If, I if, see you over there. Yeah, if I have a good time, me and my nigga friends, you better not say shit if ain't no white folks there. Leave us the fuck alone. I see you, Karen. So open that no third mm-hmm. Karen said, me and my nigga friends. Yep. <laughs> Leave Karen. us alone. 
stuff from the South. Florida team. <laughs> Florida. It's okay. We can't post a YouTube right now anyway, so they can't take it down. No, they can't. Florida. A Florida teen has been charged with wildlife abuse after chugging a twisted tea held by a baby alligator. This is also what? What? Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? This is what the whites get into, guys. How, we get, how the twisted tea? Now, why am I in it? <laughs> this is how the oh whites get God. down. Oh. He's outside of Hardee's. Him being outside of Hardee's <laughs> really makes a lot of sense. And this picture, oh my God, this picture. Um. So yeah, uh, shout out to Florida man. Um, right in front um, of my Hardee's, huh? Right, right in front of my Hardee's. So he let the baby gator bite down on a twenty-four ounce can of twisted tea, and then he fucking poured, like, held it up and drank out the tea. Now I do wonder, gator mouth juice is that coming in are you drinking that too i'm assuming so yeah trying to get sick and of course as always the white people were very concerned about the gator of of course the lack of respect fuck that dude the lack of respect for for a a, a white life (laughs) (laughs) is the gator's teeth okay right they're like god damn it this poor innocent alligator wrong with florida to the vet what is wrong I don't know. Florida's like a, a constant dare is happening there. Uh, but also in the South with white folks, uh, there is a viral TikTok boat challenge. I don't know if y'all have heard about this challenge. Uh-oh. But um, apparently it is... Uh, um, oh, wait. Never mind. Disagree. Dis- disregard. Uh, it's now been debunked. But there was... a. This happens all the time. Something happens on TikTok, the news reports it, and then someone has to fact check and it's not true. But they were saying that people were dying doing this boat challenge, but apparently not true. Ah, good. I'm glad it's not true. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Wisconsin man sentenced for hiding Dukes of Hazzard General Lee replica. So, do y'all remember the General Lee? I was a Dukes yeah. of Hazard. I had the toys. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. I, man, to this day, I'll never forget. We've talked about this before. Uh, it's a great yeah. car. My jam. To this day, I'll never forget. My parents got me a Dukes of Hazard cake because I love Dukes of Hazard. Me too. And it had the fucking General Lee on it, which means my parents got me a Confederate flag cake. Now, I but it's because you wanted it. I know. That's yeah. Like how my yeah. parents. But that's yeah. my thing. Is like. I'll never have kids because I'll never love anyone that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fucking insane. I don't know. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me as a kid. Like, I, I guess He's I just like, didn't know at the you, time. But yeah, like, you was oblivious. If I was my parents, I'd be like, nah, pick a Smurfs or something. We not doing generally yeah. in this house. But no, there's a picture of me I had somewhere. The big wheel. I had so many diecast cars. The wind-up car that would do the wheelie. Yeah, they just wanted you to be because you, you all you see as a kid is just a cool car jumping over shit. Right, and there's a and picture parents, of me somewhere. Parents, like, were your parents from? Your parents grew up in the South too, right? I know, I know. They knew what it meant. It's, I don't yeah, know they just why. They baby just to love, be happy. They yeah. just love that. I'm not. Love y'all. I'm not down in my parents' care. I know they yeah. want me to be happy. I'm saying that's why I will never have kids because I don't want something to impair my judgment that much no one's <laughs> mm. happiness should be enough to make me buy a confederate flag for anyone for any reason ever that's the power of love and of having mm-hmm. kids and i don't think that, that's too much 
So I, there's a picture of me somewhere with cowboy boots on and a cowboy hat. <laughs> I think I see that picture. standing over a fucking General Lee cake somewhere. I know it is because I remember that day. I remember I, that birthday. I, I'll never forget it. I think I seen that picture in a photo album or something like that. It yes. worked. It made me that happy. You were to, happy. To have the General League. Mm-hmm. But and that's all that matters. In hindsight, happy. you know, if the, I'll never post that picture to Twitter because in hindsight, that's going to be the this you the first time I say some coon <laughs> shit. Ah, the we should have known yeah. he was he was a coon. Look at this. Rod Mora, the, when you when, when you cross over, right? When you go to the dark side, that's going to be it started young at six. He was. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be that. That's, to, that's, yeah. uh, it's going to be that picture in the time that I did blackface as a joke for Twib. I remember this week in blackness. Uh-huh. No, they're going to find you those. Yeah, yes. it was it was hilarious. It was. Oh, wow. I didn't know we that. We had a ball doing yeah, that. Yeah, they had a they had, used to have a uh, podcast with Elon James White called mm-hmm. This Week in Blackness. And then he made a show called yes. Black, Blacking It Up. And uh, I was like, we should do a promo video. It's funny to, to just, you know, we just did it on our phones. It was stupid. But me and Karen came up with a few skits. And it was like different ways of being like, this isn't blacking it up, you know, and it was like, you know, like, like it was, I forget all of them, but it was like, you know, like Karen doing black power fist. And then it was, uh, like, you know, Karen was smoking a pipe sitting at a desk in a suit. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was me with Mickey mouse hands and a black face being like, is this blacking it up? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, one day this picture, one day this picture is going to come back to haunt me. Like when jail Cavan did JB smooth, but it is what it is. I'm I'm comfortable <laughs> with it. Cancel me. I'm like I'm like uh David Caesar. Is that his name? Um Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar. Tank. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, apparently this man got sentenced for lying for, to the US bankruptcy trustee about his replica Gen- General Lee, the 1969 Dodge Charger. So he he they were coming after his stuff. He declared bankruptcy and he pretended that he didn't own this anymore. Oh, and they was like, "Oh, you do own this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and he got fined a thousand dollars and three years of probation for lying about this. And they said they're gonna consider prison in other cases if people try to conceal assets during bankruptcy. Yep. Yep. You got to mm. claim everything. Would you drive to General Lee now? If you could, if you could afford it, would you drive it anywhere? In the museum, Chris. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't have, I don't have the desire to do that. Yeah, anymore. I don't. I couldn't do it. Like, I don't think I could. No, I, I just I, can't have niggas looking at me like. <laughs> yeah. When they see me pulling up. <laughs> when they uh, see me pulling up in that shit, I can't have niggas looking at me in they, that motherfucking General Lee dog. When they, when they, when they see Pull, pulling up, listening to the Killer Mike album. Yeah. <laughs> when they when they see you pulling up and all surrounding you is the uh, the soldiers doing the Civil War reenactment, rolling up on you. I like your car, dude. They just go like, yeah, it's gonna be like I had a Windows tenant and pulled up. It's gonna be all the wrong people waving at me, all the wrong people flipping me off. Yeah, and then I just roll the window down. Like what? confusing everybody my music gonna be blasting I'm, i'll be playing that one song uh that i always see on the tiktok and facebook that's like because no weapon for that gives me shell prize fund with the, <laughs> with the bass bumping and shit <laughs> and that the the tiktok and rod morrow is a cool right here's here's him at six with a general lee cake uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be one of the things I was riding down the road and I seen this and, 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 and that AI voice is yes, gonna be, gonna yeah, be you yeah. in the car 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, yeah. oh, no, oh, no. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what's going to happen to you, baby. That's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> All right. Let's play one more segment of games, okay? Get ready to wrap this up. Let's do some guest erase. It's time to 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 guest erase. All right, guess the race time. We go around the globe, find different articles, and guess the race of the people involved. Today's contestants are, of course, Karen and comedian, actor, podcaster, Chris Lambert, and the chat room plays along, and there are races. Uh, August 9th, after being caught stealing, a bicycle, bi- stealing bicycle accessories from Walmart, a Florida man reportedly gave police a devastating self-analysis. I'm not good at shoplifting, said Daniel Kazmar. Ah, I'm not good at it. The 53 year old spontaneous. Uh, why is you even in this lane? Why are you here? The 53 year old spontaneous admission came yesterday following his arrest for swiping a bicycle pump, a lock, and an inner tube from a Walmart in Largo. Walmart films everything, honey. The the one of the Walmarts nest. I hate going to that bitch because you 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 feel, you feel like you're locked in the in the, in a uh, doggy kettle a uh, 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 corral. You go in and lock on one side. The only way to go out is through the thing. Everything locks up. You're like the fuck is this? Oh, that's because you into a black Walmart. Uh, yes. Um, it's not like that on the white side of town. It okay? is not because I've been there. Yeah. They, they is free to roam. I drive to the Walmart that they have. On the outside, it actually looks like it could be like a, a barn or a house or something. Yes. Like, it's like some super secret white people shit where they, they made the Walmart look fancy on the outside. So you wouldn't, so even you know wouldn't a, know it's a Walmart from the street. You would not know it's a Walmart. And I go up in there and man, it's different. Air conditioning, employees. It's, it's crazy. It, it is very different. Like when you, like for real, if you don't know it's, it, I don't even think it has a fucking Walmart sign. You'd be like, it's the fucking Walmart. It's, it's crazy this? in there. Oh. So look, black people, if you live in somewhere black, be on the lookout for these hidden Walmarts. Mm-hmm. The white people not telling us, Mm-mm. okay? This like this like when they did that college admission scam and no black celebrities got in trouble because they don't tell black people about the scam. Right? They not telling us about the white Walmarts. That's why we all think they fucked up in ghetto and we go to Target because the secret Walmarts is hidden. Yeah. like And it, the prices were still Walmart prices. That's the yeah, thing. I, I said, Walmart. okay, I get this shit. I'm going to go in here and the motherfucking, uh, the motherfucking uh, uh, Pringles going to be $12 because this some Trader Joe's bullshit. Nope. It was Walmart in there. Just letting y'all know. Secret Walmart. Uh, I never heard of that. Mm-hmm. 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 Put y'all on to something. Yeah, first time I went, I was like, this is a Walmart? They was like, yeah. I was like, oh, word. Right, like I knew I knew something was up because uh, when I walked when I walked into the uh, into the Walmart, the door chime went off. Nigga. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> they yeah, know they, I'm here. They had that blue that I forgot it was like some wooden shit. Like I was like, "The fuck is this?" Uh, but police say Kazmar ch- parked his bike, which had a flat tire inside the Walmart before entering the store and then stashing his $36 worth of stuff under his shirt. I was going to say, because it sounded really specific what he stole. Yes. So he's trying to fix his bike. Um, store security told the police. The cops initially contacted him. Uh, he made following, the, he said, I'm not good at shoplifting. 
and his rap sheet includes two prior theft convictions, which does make it seem like he's not good at, at shoplifting. I think you might want to retire. He's locked up on $2,000 bond for stealing $30 worth of stuff. Last month, he was he was arrested for stealing $20.78 worth of multiple drinks and sandwiches from a Walmart in St. Petersburg at the time of his arrest. He was also charged with possession of fentanyl and drug paraphernalia. Guess the race of Mr. Kazmar. Oh, white. And this sounds like somebody that need assistance. I mean, right, okay. the amounts you stealing are like so mm-hmm. tiny. And you're like, oh, we, we, we need to get you in the system so they can help you, baby. Okay. Uh, Chris? I'm going to say white. All right, let's check the chat room. Folding yeah. chair justice recipient, white. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! The folding chair justice league is a cartoon I would, I would love to watch. Oh, my God. Uh, white, using a rubric to access his performance, white. Uh... All right. I don't know what a rubric is, but sure. Uh, that sounds white. White, Florida man, so white. Uh, I'm going to go black to be contrary. All right. Oh, the correct shit. answer is he was white. And that's him. And of course, one person did say black, so I got to give you the booze, June. (laughs) Doesn't pay to be contrary, just to be contrary all the time. Uh, But yeah, that's him. And he does like he's down down bad. Mm -hmm. Like I say, you you still in like twenty dollars, and your fine is two thousand. Like make it make that make sense. Mm -hmm. Fentanyl's involved, right? Right. Sound like something is off there. You ain't going for no big money. Uh, Let's go to another one. How about this one? A vegan raw food diet influencer dies of starvation. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there are no bonus points for being first, but (laughs) I'm with you, Chris White. Oh, my God. All right. You know what? Y'all, okay, let me finish reading it. It's got to be a free space. She died of starvation after subsisting exclusively on a diet of exotic fruit in Malaysia. She was 39. Uh, she frequently promoted raw foods on social media where she was known to her millions of followers on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram as Zana Art. She reportedly died uh, July 21st after finally seeking medical treatment during a tour of Southeast Asia. Which means her body had been letting her know for a while that something was wrong. Like, you missing nutrition and shit like that. Because that's the thing. You can be vegan and all this shit, but you have to get, you know, substitutes from other things. Be it supplements, be it powders yeah. or something. People really will die for the gram, though. Because I've also seen the opposite of this. Where, like, a motherfucker is like, I'm going to eat 12 cheeseburgers every day. And it's like, Mm-mm. you just going to die for the gram? What? Like, what? Can't what is TikTok day. helping you do, bro? We know right. you're going to get a heart attack. <laughs> um, but yeah, a few months ago in Sri Lanka, she already looked exhausted with swollen legs, oozing lymph. What is lymph? I don't know. Swollen legs. They sent her home to seek treatment. However, she ran away. And when I saw her at P-H-U-K-E-T, fuck it. Uh, I was horrified. Uh, I live one floor above her every day. I feared finding her lifeless body in the morning. I convinced her to seek treatment. She didn't make it. 
Yeah, like I yo for for her to for this to happen, your body gives you signs way before you get to this point that something ain't right. Her official cause of death wasn't declared, but her mom attributed it to cholera like infection. Oh, they, they said it's called Fukit. F O O K. Yeah. Fukit. Uh, uh a, a proponent of uncooked herbiv- herbivores fare because the Kassan native claims she ate completely raw vegan diet for the last four years, consuming just fruits, sunflower seeds, sprouts, fruit smoothies, and juices. That That's that's it? I mean... Yeah, that's what she did. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, a friend claimed that for the last seven years, Samson Nova had only eaten the giant sweet jackfruit and durian, a spicy, a spiky mace-like fruit known for its custardy meat and noxious odor. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I'm pretty sure you can eat like that, but I'm pretty sure there's other things that you have to eat to kind of supplement the things yeah. that your body isn't getting from right. other things like protein and things like well, that. Well, this is also why I really respect needs. the liver king because he faked it. Like he, yeah, he like did. he be taking, he be like, I'm eating liver with my family, and I got fucking six pack abs. And then as soon as the camera off, he like, order me, uh, let me get two large, uh, extra anchovies. Uh, like he, like soon as it's, he's like, um, I'm, I'm on Chipotle right now. What, what y'all want? Oh, we are, we are, we done coming. <laughs> okay, cool. He was faking it, and I respect that because he, he might be a piece of shit, but at least he's alive. Right. She died. Yeah. Trying to live her raps. And then went and go see treatment. Yeah. Uh, she said her raw food regimen yeah. was reportedly inspired by her peers who looked a lot older than their ages, which she attributed to their junk food diets. Not her talking sh- I know they partied when she died. That was like, that bitch act like she was better than us. Right. Oh, y'all old. Y'all look, <laughs> y'all look old. Y'all old. Y'all eating that junk food. I eat this fucking jackfruit. That's why I look so good. Uh, I'm dead. Uh, but yeah, also like a lot of this, a lot of this, like, um, a lot of this shit where they say they eat raw food because that's what people did back in the day. It's always weird, non-scientific mumbo jumbo because right. also back in the day, everybody died at 26. Yes, they did. 15 was middle age. Yeah. The fuck we talking about here? You were an old maid if you were like. 17 and you ain't have a man and some kids yes sir so like i actually don't want to live like the colonials motherfucker i'm trying Mm. like i like like things like electricity right they're like i only eat raw foods and shit and i'm like okay good for you job i like things like vaccines uh but yeah uh whoa 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 gotcha firsty here we go here we go with that bullshit all right uh guess the race oh white okay chris also white sticking to white all right mm-hmm. uh let's see what the chat room believes the race of uh miss samsonova is right if they would have said her diet consisted of fat bat meat chitlins and fried chicken we'd have had a whole nother story here okay all right uh i know her fart smell bad white oh no she told uh, apple care she she was talking about apple care white white is the tiktok ai voice Ha, that is a white voice. Secret Walmart VIP white got money to tour the world and still starved to death. So white. White girl interrupted. The correct answer is white. (laughs) 
I won't be no Samson Nova. That's funny. You said a white girl interrupted. Come on, Terry. Uh, this is her flexing, holding a bunch of uh, she doesn't look that exotic she doesn't fruits. Look healthy, like yeah, this. it looks bad. Looks real bad. Um, like it's not wrong with being small, but even even you still need to look healthy. Yeah, to me, this is also another example of of like how the inner like social media support isn't real because her friends and family were in, that were in her life was like this is not healthy and you need help and i guarantee you if you went to her places where she was influential on social media it was mostly people being like yeah raw vegan food yes go queen that's why you look so much younger than all your fears and all this shit and it's like no she's suffering from violent mental illness that is gonna drive her to harm herself yeah. slowly uh with this shit also none of this shit looks delicious i'm sorry to y'all raw vegans out there please don't be upset with me but nothing in these pictures of her with these fruits make me be like god damn i got to have it <laughs> i know maya used to do that the r&b singer i don't know what she she was on some vegan shit but she probably still is vegan yeah. but mm-hmm. But I I'm think sure it's, she eats yeah, it's supplements. Different. Yeah, it's right. different than this. Correct. It's, also, raw, yeah. raw vegan is different than just vegan. Yes, it is. It's like a more extreme version of vegan. I'm not saying it can't be good, but these, like, we went to a raw vegan restaurant, and I'm like, all y'all did was just chop the food up different. You can't trick me. Right. My taste buds <laughs> still know that this is not fucking pasta. You can shred the squash and the pasta all you want, but you're not tricking me. Also, everything is fucking cold. So don't call it lasagna if you're going to bring it to my fucking table and it's just cold fucking cut fruit cut into lasagna shapes. You motherfuckers. Was I, it good? No. It was it terrible. Was and I had, a, I had I was planning on ordering the burger I was going to eat on my way home during the fucking meal, during the overpriced meal. Oh, we were so Dude, upset. You're five guys. Yeah, I was, I, honest to God, I was like, I'm going to eat a triple from Wendy's. I don't I like yeah. it was it was sad. I don't even think yeah. I fucking finished that burger. I just needed to know a cow had died for the grievance that was done to me. Yeah, you know? and and and, yes. and and the thing is what was so terrible about that place was they don't introduce people. They don't actually have you been here before. I mean, we we went there. All the water was on the table with no ice. Yeah. Lukewarm. In New York, they do that a lot. But we down here in the 90 degree south. Nigga, right. We, we put ice in our drinks. Right. They're not I was too like, good for the that. The fuck is this? And I was like, y'all don't have any ice. And he was like, no, we, you know, we don't have any ice. I said, nah, how the fuck is the food called then? Because they don't make no, y'all have ice somewhere in this building. Fuck this place. Fuck this place. All right. Damn. Y'all are two for two, which means it's time to go to the bonus round. What time is it? That's a bitch was why. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to go. Gold, gold chain wearing fried chicken and oh and before we go on that motherfucking place was rated high too because that's the reason why me and roger went to it because it was rated high 
I don't the remember thing, if I'm not mistaken. I, I like, don't remember why we this? went. I just remember. I think it was just like we were on Yelp, and it was like, "Hey, this is a different type of place to eat." I said, "I'll try it." Right. And then of course, all the vegans and raw vegans got mad and wrote into our show because we didn't like it. And I'm like. I tried it. I did my part. And now shout out to the real ones that was like, as a raw vegan, let me tell you, that is some bullshit that they just kind of threw it on you and didn't describe the food. Correct. And everything on the fucking menu was described like normal good food. And Mm -hmm. when you order it, it's not that. That's Mm -hmm. fucked up. I'm sorry, but if you know. That's a bait and switch. If you came to my fucking house and I said, Chris, I'm going to cook for you tonight. And you said, what are you going to make? And I said, "Um, I'm going to make a... lasagna i'm make vegan lasagna and you'd be like okay cool were you expecting like hot stuff cheese something whatever some sort of you know what lasagna tastes and feels like in your mouth and then i put some cold vegetables on your plate you you deserve to be mad at me Mm -hmm. that's okay anyway let's get to this article guys all right last one for uh for both of y'all it's a black elementary school oh wait Fuck, this lady, they already fucked it up in the art news. All right, we'll skip this article. Yeah, she came out of black elementary school. You yeah. was like, why would you do black. that? Yeah, you guys won, black. Um, Free space. All right, go to the next one. Go to the next one. Uh, a Miami couple is arrested following a road rage incident. A woman is facing an attempted murder charge, and her husband faces a charge of battery following a road rage incident early Saturday morning. Uh, a couple from Miami was in a Ford pickup truck involved in a crash with a Chevrolet pickup truck around 1225 a.m. Authorities said the driver of the Ford, 59-year-old Mario Barbado Pichardo, inst- instigated a physical fight with the driver of the Chevrolet pickup truck, a 38-year-old male from Marathon. Pichardo's wife, who deputies identified as 54-year-old Damaris Pichardo, retrieved a, 30, a 380 caliber gun and called 911. Well, make up your mind. Uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, she threatened to kill the male victim. Uh, Deputy said the victim reported hearing the handgun click trigger multiple times, being pulled multiple times, but the weapon never fired. Um, and then Damaris asked, uh, I'm sorry, communication special also heard Damaris ask, why the gun was not loaded or firing. Um, Lynn Hart said after further investigation, the handgun had a loaded magazine. However, a round was not chambered at the time of the incident, so there were no life-threatening injuries reported. Mario Pichardo, Mario Pichardo and Damaris Pichardo were both taken to jail. Mario Pichardo's arrest photo shows him with multiple cuts and bruises around his eyes. So not only did y'all incite the incident, but it sounded like he got his ass whooped. Um, or maybe he got hurt in a crash, but, uh, yeah, the, um, they don't, yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. So guess the race of Damaris Pichardo and Mario Pichardo. Damaris Pichardo. Damaris. Damaris. Yeah. D-A-M-A-R-Y-S. Damaris. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with my first instinct, and I'm gonna go. These are some niggas. Okay, Karen saying niggas. Uh, Chris, I'm gonna go with uh, Latinx Hispanic. Okay, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Um, all the names in with O, Hispanico, Italian, White, Dominican, 
These are white looking Latinos, white adjacent Hispanic Italian. First of all, okay, you can't have all those. Pick one. Pick a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they was black, white, Hispanic Italians. Uh, mob mistress, white, Dominican, white. Uh, the correct answer is, and both of you went, what'd you, what'd you say? You said Hispanic, and so, so did Chris? No, I said white. I said- oh, Karen, Karen said black. Uh, yeah, I said black, and he, he yeah. said Hispanic. And I'm probably wrong. Both of y'all missed it. Oh, shit. They're white. Oh. White passing. That's what some of these women do in their apps. They say, <laughs> so that's what they do with some of the apps. These, oh, these are yeah, white like guys. sometimes I got my stuff. I like black and Latina women, mm-hmm. and then you see women come up and they're like, "You look, you just, you look white." Right? Yeah. Like you ma'am, think that they're like, "What's what's Alec Baldwin's white?" Ilaria. Ilaria. Ilaria Ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, these okay, are, so they want okay. These yeah, are white. Wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are white, white. Yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah. Some 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 people did get it. That was a hard one. That's like probably the hardest one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I, Pachardo could have went a lot of ways. It's not a common name, yes. right? Yeah, it's all right. And Damaris, bro. a right. white woman. Damaris right. is throwing me off. Um, and I guess I'll move that other story about the black teacher and the fucking with black people because uh, clearly <laughs> it's coming out against the race. <laughs> I didn't realize the article was just gonna fucking tell everybody. All right. The, the black elementary school. Like, right. God damn it. Sword ratchetness. Sword ratchetness, you know what that means. We go around the globe, find different articles about these motherfucking sores, and we talks about them to warn the world of the danger we're in. Samurai sword seized after car stopped by police knife team in Mansfield. Oh shit. Uh five arrests were made in Nottinghamshire uh I mean by Nottinghamshire police as part of three separate incidents. Members of the forces county knife crime team were out on patrol. In Mansfield, when they spotted a car, intelligence suggested it could be involved in criminal activity. After pulling the car over around 2.35 p.m. on a Saturday, the vehicle was searched. They found a samurai sword underneath one of the seats. It's, it's weird here in a country that takes this seriously and has a knife crime team to get people off the streets with these swords and knives. I love it. Uh, yeah. The three occupants of the car were 39, 19, and 18, all men, they were arrested on suspicion of possessing an offensive weapon in public. Uh, officers were also called to the Bowell bus station that evening around 8.55 p.m. because someone was seen carrying a knife. The suspect tried to run from police but was caught following a short foot pursuit. Uh, a search was carried out of the nearby area, which led to a machete being recovered and the arrest of a 14-year-old boy on possession of a knife in public. And a 21-year-old man was arrested after a zombie knife was also recovered from a house. A zombie knife? Yeah, what's a zombie knife? That's a great question. Joel didn't even have one of those. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. He just had a shiv. God oh, damn. Man. Damn. I'm, I'm looking at zombie. this. Yeah, I'm looking at this. this is a, I'm looking up zombie knife to show y'all pictures now. Honestly, okay. we need this for The Last of Us Part 3. Yeah. Woo! 
Ooh. Like just like listen, Abby find this bitch Ooh. in part and, and like halfway Yo. through the game, it's over. Wow. It's over. <laughs> Ooh. It's over for y'all. That's zombies. Not a knife. This is a knife. I'll, I'll fuck a clicker up, boy. Man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah. Um, that that that's we got some. The the knife prime team is doing good work over there. Get I clear. They got a street. whole team. They was like, your job is knives. We love to see. <laughs> it. Uh, Chris Lambert. Before we get out of here, we need you to tell people where they can find you and about your upcoming remind everybody about your upcoming stand-up uh too sure uh you can find me at chris lamberth on twitter and instagram i have a podcast called the mundane festival the devil sold is up episode 666 uh you can find me this weekend at the kenosha comedy club in kenosha wisconsin this friday and saturday and in October, October 20th and 21st, I'll be at the Boca Black Box Theater in Boca Raton, Florida. And I'm going to be competing against a, a living legend, Tim Meadows from SNL. Oh, shit. I think he's, he's, he's doing some shows in the main room, and I'm doing some shows in the black box. So, there you go. I mean, you know, they're, they're putting these black black comedians in competition with each other. Well, so maybe the, but it'll be it'll be a, the black people who are heckling you and let down will go into the next room with Tim Meadows and see if he can satisfy them. That's right. <laughs> that's true. So either way, uh it'll be it'll be good. Uh and pray for me. Florida. Yeah. Well, shit, Kenosha too after that Applebee's incident. I know. Be safe. <laughs> um and uh yeah, you can find us of course uh here, but don't forget Live show September 9th, 3 p.m. at the Night Theater. You can get your tickets in the show link uh in the in the note in the show notes. Um, and we'll go through like some logistical stuff because it's actually in a the same theater we saw Kev on stage at last night, mm -hmm. which is a little bit different. Uh it's like up the street from the one that we went to. Right. And we'll give y'all like a blow by blow breakdown mm -hmm. of like what Where to do and parking and all that stuff yeah. on an episode coming up soon. Mm -hmm. But don't forget, you can get virtual tickets. They're only $20. Uh, we are selling tickets. Like, it is, it's really dope. Going to the night theater, we saw some fans of Kev on stage that were fans of us, too. Yes. And they were like, and I'm coming back to see y'all. And I was so excited because, Me you know, too. it's a big-ass theater. And I was just looking like... Uh, I know Kev on stage can fill this bitch up, but I'm not sure that that's, that that's on the menu for us. But yeah. I I do think uh, I don't know. It may it warm my heart to know people are going to come out and we're going to have a good ass time. We are. So uh, yeah, make sure y'all get those tickets. It helps us out tremendously, uh, especially if you buy your tickets early. And if you can't make it in person, but you do want to buy in person tickets just to support. Um, do that and just remember that they'll send you a PDF file like a week out from the event. Email that to me. And uh, if there's local people that just want to come, I'll send out, I'll shoot out social media posts and um, though I'll give them those, I'll give them those tickets. Mm -hmm. we do, we've done it before in the past and I, I'm glad that we had people show up to do it. So, uh, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Chris, it's always lovely to have you Wonderful, on, man. Chris. It is, it's really such Thanks a, for having me on. It's such a wild coincidence that I literally was like, the day you hit me up, I was thinking, I think I was listening to the Monday Festival being like, I, I, we need to have Chris back on. It's been too long. And uh, P 
people that are my friends in real life, I always fucking forget I can just have them on the show. Right. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. It's like, if I want to talk to Chris, I'll call him, I'll text him, and then I'm like, yeah, but also Chris is a professional comedian, and we are we have a platform to help with that. So I'm glad you, you came on, man, and it won't be that long next time. Mm-mm. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. I always see, like, my other comedian friends come on, and I and they promote. I say you guys just come on when you want to promote shit. Right. I'll come on just because I want to come on. Yeah. But I said, but now let's try to get some tickets sold. Yeah, buy oh, these yeah. tickets though. Either way, it's not that, a game. That, yeah. Either way, that's fine with us. We 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 want y'all to to make money too. Right. All right, y'all. That's it. We'll be back um, throughout the week. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>